Rock Salt Radio. Be afraid also, tremendously afraid, for the day of reckoning is upon us. Broadcasting from within our six feet social distance. Oh, yeah? Well, me and the Lord, we got an understanding. We're on a mission from God. On a mission from God, it's Aaron and Dave cruising along in our blues mobile. Well, Aaron's blues mobile. <laughs> Putting the band back together. Again. No way. We're on a mission from God. That's because Aaron got a new car and it's blue. Matt, me and Elwood. Putting the band back together. Ma'am, you gotta understand that this is a lot bigger than any domestic problems you might be experiencing. Would it make you feel any better if you knew that what we're asking Matthew to do is a holy thing? You see, we're on a mission from God. Dave, it's my wife's car. First you trade the Cadillac for a microphone. Then you lie to me about the band. Now you're gonna put me right back in the joint. They're not gonna catch us. We're on a mission from God. Would you trade it for a microphone? <laughs> 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. What would Don do if you traded the Bluesmobile for a microphone? You got room on your couch? Lord works in mysterious ways. Here's your answer. Yep. <laughs> Strike out the band, Sal. Oh, man. Oh, I got to call Sal. Yeah, but he, at least text him. But he said they're putting an updated version together. Uh, and, uh, sh- oh, okay. Sh- okay. Sh- I don't have permission to talk about that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, the, he did mention the last time he was on the show, though, that he was working on something, an updated version. I think that's all I can say. He, okay. Uh, so he hasn't given me permission, and I asked for it, and he he didn't reply. So, you know. Hey, uh, just the top of the show, uh, congratulations to the Garza family. Oh, yeah. You know. Big, uh, oh, no, 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 no wrong oh button. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's the button I meant to hit. Sorry. <laughs> oh. Sorry, Garza clan. <laughs> it's... <laughs> This one. <laughs> oh, they just unfollowed us. <laughs> oh, please. We have our audience. Please, if you're listening, don't take it the wrong way. I just, oh, I just hit the wrong button. That's all. Oh, knowing Ryan, he's laughing right now. <laughs> oh, they had a maybe, uh, maybe not his wife, but his, but he's Ryan. They had a uh, beautiful. His wife's like who? <laughs> who is that? That guy that keeps texting you like ten o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> Does he know we're sleeping? Doesn't he have friends of his own? <laughs> um, I believe it was a beautiful baby girl. Yes. Right? I don't know all the particulars, but uh, yes, this week, the Garzas welcomed a beautiful baby girl into this world and into their family, and congratulations to them. Well, speaking of uh, family, we have on the show today brother and sister, Anthony and Jenny. Uh, Saving Jackie interview. Yeah. Coming up right after. Saving Jackie uh, from San Antonio. Yes. Because it's a big day for them. Yes, it is. You know that, right? 
Yeah. Their uh, release stream party or whatever you want to call it's it. It's CD release day. CD release Mark day. Mark it on your calendars. I say it every week. We come up with a new day every week. It is Saving Jackie CD release day. Mark it on your calendar so you can celebrate it every year. Yes. And uh, they're releasing their video, too. Oh, really? So, yeah. I They... Yeah, did they the, tell us that? Yes. Okay, I got yeah. a really short memory. I got the memory of a squirrel. <laughs> yeah, they they worked all day on that. It was great that Jenny said her daughter came and uh, saw mom uh, working, and uh, she got involved helping set up gear, take down gear, and all that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, big day for Saving Jackie. They got the CD release party and the streaming event going on 3 p.m. Eastern on Saturday, June 26th. Uh, because I know that some people don't listen as soon as this show is posted. Unlike me. Yeah. I mean, the minute it's posted, I'm on. Right there. <laughs> because I love the sound of my own voice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so please, um, you know, try to catch it live. If not, catch a replay of it. Um, support Saving Jackie. And go to Spotify, hit follow, hit like, uh, heart the songs, listen to them over and over and uh, because all that stuff matters in the grand scheme of things. Yep. Uh, Rocksaltradio at gmail.com if you want to contact us. So, uh, please. And we got our new, uh, we put our ugly mugs on TV. Oh, so we yeah. YouTube. Get, uh, so, uh, we're, uh, we, we, we got a YouTube channel. Yeah. We got a YouTube channel The last now. trumpet's on there right now, and Saving Jackie, by the time you hear this, Saving Jackie be on there too. So Yeah, and uh, thank you to The Last Trumpet last week uh, for coming on the show and doing our first Zoom call with us, which it was our first uh, 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 produced, or not produced, what's the... Production, yeah, record, it was the recording. First, it was the first Zoom call we put on the YouTube channel. Uh, Saving Jackie was the first YouTube, or I mean, yeah, uh, you don't Zoom see call. All the other ones, yeah. Uh, well, Saving Jackie was the first Zoom call, and it yes. was good, except I only recorded half of it. That's all right. We, we, we got the audio of the first part, so they'll be able to listen to that on YouTube. Wow. Yeah, so uh, we can't do the music stuff on YouTube, but we can do all the talk, and that's really what you are here for is to hear my voice, right? That's right. And, and now they can look at you, Dave. I'm putting Ed McMahon in the board since you won't do it. You should be on oh, top of this. Okay. To yes, hear correct, sir. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but we can put that in the board, too, so you can push the wrong button every once in a while. Yeah, I'll just push that button. Yeah. <laughs> I feel so bad for doing that. I really oh. do. I don't want him to get the wrong idea. It's not what I meant, intended to do. So if you're listening on Spotify Premium, Hovey's coming up. And if you're not um, listening to on Spotify Premium, Saving Jackie is right around the corner on Rock Salt Musecast Experience. Hey, everybody. This is Jenny from the band Saving Jackie. And you're listening to Rock Salt Musecast Experience with Aaron and Dave. Rock Salt Musecast experience with uh, Aaron and Dave, and we're doing the Zoom call for the first time. Yeah, our first experience. With Saving Jackie. Hi, Saving Jackie. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. It, oh, there. It's, it's Jenny and Anthony. Anthony. There we go. <laughs> and where's our crowd at? Oh, oh I man. forgot. There's the oh. studio audience. Oh. <laughs> oh. Did, did you guys, you hear, could you hear that? The yeah. studio audience? Yeah, they heard okay. it. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. See, it's new technology. We're yeah, trying we're, out all kinds yeah. of stuff. Yeah. And Aaron's dancing That's around his mic. True. What's That's that? Right. 
You got thousands of fans out there just listening to the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All um, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Try to keep it down, right? Yeah. Um, first of all, uh, uh, you guys have a release coming up, a release party. Yes. Tell me about it. Tell me about it because uh, I'm going to screw up the name. Well, what happened was the, the backstory behind it. We were trying to book a show for June 26th here in town to do a live show. And uh, San Antonio opened up from COVID. I mean, we, we got all the bars going. I mean, we got bands from out of town playing here in San Antonio because we're, we're probably one of the only, well, I don't know we're one of the only places, but Texas just completely opened up and everybody's playing here from different states, uh, others, I mean, just different from all over here, uh, San Antonio, Dallas, Anyway, we tried to book a show, and everything was booked through October. So I, I had a bright idea. I'm like, well, you know, we've been kind of doing all these. Uh, we've done quite a few virtual shows. Um, why not do a virtual CD release? So and then I, was, I started talking to uh, our, our, our label, and they're like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Um, so I think that the, the thing was, was to also have the release, um, visual for our, for our fans that are, you know, that are not able to be in San, in here in San Antonio to watch us play. So, um, you know, we've been blessed to have fans from different parts of the world and, and, uh, it'll give them a chance also to kind of watch the show. Well, we're, we're going to check it out for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah, of course. We got it all planned. And, um. Now, I've been watching, Jenny, you've been posting videos of you guys making a new video. Oh. <laughs> I've been watching that. How'd that go? Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was a really hot day, but it turned out really great. It looked like a rooftop type of thing. Yeah, it was. It was a really nice place. Yeah? Yeah. Well, where'd yeah. you go? Well, there's, there's this location here in San uh, Here, Actually, we took it downtown San Antonio off of uh, 35 North and San Pedro. Uh, I had a friend who knew a friend that had an apartment that had that balcony. But I, I, I used to pass by that balcony for years. Off, you could see it right off the highway. Um, and I thought, man, that would be a really cool place to do a music video. And this was years ago with Jack, when, we were, when we were still playing with Jackie on Acid. Um, I'm like, man, that would be really cool. But of course, with Jackie on Acid, we didn't have the opportunities that we have now. Um, the opportunity came up to do a video and we're like, yeah, let's shoot it here. And a conversation with a friend, we're like, uh, she's like, yeah, my, my uh, friend lives at this location. I'm like, dude, is that that place right there by San Pedro and 35? She's like, oh yeah. Okay. I'm like, can you set it up to see if we can do a video? She's like, sure. So it all came together <laughs> and it was, it, it was, was really cool. Better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was hot as heck, power, though. <laughs> the power was over here in the uh, back, and then there was cars and big rigs driving on the side. Yeah. Like, it was cool. Very, uh, <laughs> very you 2 what, what was that song, you, uh, Where the Streets Have No Name, where they shut down the... You, you know that uh, You know that REM video that came out uh, years ago where they're, like, on some highway? There's highway over? No, yeah. I don't remember that one. There, there's an old R.E.M. video that they shot in San Antonio. That scene where they were at, of course, they had they shut down the highway. They, of course. They that, right? Right. Yeah. Well, you could have we shut it down, man. 
It's called a peaceful protest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, we, had our, we had our cheaper version of it. <laughs> How long did it take you to shoot it? Shoot oh, the video. Wow. It, 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 it took us a day? Well, it was an all-day thing. It was, it, we started like at maybe 11.30 to about maybe 9.30 at night. Yeah, it was an oh, all-day wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we shot. This video is going to be a little more intense. Uh, the last video we had, it was just us. You know, it's just video of us playing. Well, yeah, um, because of... And we had like a little... Yeah, we had a little... We had a little skit that we did with Jenny showing up to the sh to the show. You know, a little late, right? The guy's like this. Uh, yeah, I, that's the one where you guys are walking into the venue, right? I, <laughs> I dig those kind of videos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, this this video is going to be a little more a little more intense. Uh, it's going to have more... Uh, more scenes to it than just us playing. So it'll be cool. Cool. Now, I don't know if you want to give anything away or if you want people to wait for the release tonight, but what's the video for? What song is it for, or do you want to wait? We're, we're going to release that song that's critical. Um, that's the song that we're going to base this, the, the video on, and that song's literally based on, yeah. on, on the, on the storyline to the video. Okay, so cool. cool. So yeah, is that going to be part... What? What'd you say, Jenny? The album also that it is like uh, you know our title of of our upcoming disc is that as well. Oh, okay. So uh, do you got a full album, or are you putting out an EP? Yeah, no, it's gonna it's that's yeah, that's gonna be an album. Oh, nice, great. I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I've been rocking out lately. To oh, I've forgotten. Silence the storm. That's it. I yeah. in fact, I was listening to it on the way home. Is that you on guitar, Anthony? Is that no, you? No. <laughs> I'm the drummer. You're the drummer. Okay. I who's, can play you a mean beat. <laughs> okay. Um, who's on the guitar on that one? Uh, it's, it's our guitar player, Jerry. Jerry. Jerry yeah, yeah. Jerry, Jerry's got a unique peaky, uh, picking uh, style to his playing. Uh, I've, we've, we've had several guitar players play with him. Lee guitars. Yeah. And uh, they'll literally sit down a couple minutes to really, you know, Jerry's showing them the song. And it, his picking style is a little more unique from other guitar players I've played with here in town. So, yeah, it, yeah, Jerry's the one that wrote the riff. And, uh, yeah, it, it was a, yeah, that's a really, a really cool riff that he's playing. Well, not just the riff, but I actually look forward to the part of the song where it sounds like scratching. I thought it was record scratching at first. And I went, oh, oh he's playing guitar. Yeah, so I look forward to that part of the song. Now, now that part wasn't Jerry. We we didn't have a lead guitar player in the band at the time when we were in the studio. So we had our our stu uh, our studio engineer slash producer, and that was Damien uh, Refuge from the band Refuge. I don't know if you remember Refuge, the Christian band from a couple couple years. Do back. you remember them, Aaron? No, I don't. I I don't remember them. Well, he he uh, he played lead guitar for that for that three song EP, and he he just he was he's just phenomenal on guitar. Actually, he was one of our guitarists from Jackie on Acid. Oh, really? Yes, sir. Yeah, nice. I try to get him to join the band, but he's he's he was <laughs> he was uh, you know he's got a lot going on. So uh, yeah, you know may, maybe good. maybe later down the line, you know something. <laughs> <laughs> well. If I if I come out to uh, San Antonio, I'm going to bring a guitar. I want you guys to teach me how to do that. Oh 
I'll get I'll get Damon to come by. <laughs> there you go. Now you've been doing this uh, saving Jackie thing for a while. Have you got a lot of fans from that were you know Jackie on acid fans that have kind of you know caught up to where you guys are now and are listening to the new stuff? Um, actually, the new stuff we haven't released again. We haven't released it. No, just the 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 EP, the the three oh, songs. Yeah, yeah. We we we're still getting. I mean, it's. I didn't expect any of this to happen. I mean, uh, with this whole COVID thing, I, I I thought it was a good idea to really push our stuff. And we're still getting uh, fans reaching out to us, radio stations, uh, other interviews as well, to uh, play our stuff. And it, it's just all been a blessing. Uh, uh, but yeah, we people are still radio stations are still playing our are still playing our, our music. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little old school radio, so I get a little competitive and a little jealous when I hear you guys are on, are talking to other stations. <laughs> but then at the same time, I go, "Well, I'm talking to other bands," so <laughs> it goes both ways. Well, you you guys did an interview in Brazil in a Brazil station, or oh yeah, we we we've got we've got stations from uh, Brazil, Salvador. Um, yeah, South America has been a pretty hot a pretty hot market. For for saving Jackie, uh, Brazil, Chile, I mean, it's just um, I I can't think of all the all the countries, but throughout Brazil, we got I mean, uh, throughout South America, we got stations that are playing us. We've been interviewed quite a bit from South America as well. Wow, maybe a South American world tour for saving Jackie coming up. Go on tour with uh, Striper. They love Striper down in South America. Oh yeah, only you. Oh, I have an idea. My, my, uh, my, uh, my, I, of course I have friends from these countries and we talk, you know, we chatted up once in a while and, uh, yeah, they, they're, they're big Petra fans and they're big Striper fans. Really? I didn't, I, I, yeah. I knew Striper. I wouldn't have guessed Petra. I wouldn't oh, yeah. have guessed no, Petra. Petra's, uh, uh, they're, they're real big for Petra. Also, uh, Metallica's, I mean, hands down, oh, yeah. they're like, that's their, I mean, the, if you look at some of their their profiles, Metallica is always a band that's mentioned on on, on these on their sites. Right. Uh, Megadeth, uh, Pantera. You know, oh wow! Nice yeah, Pantera's from what? Well, I think from Dallas here, in Texas. Yeah. Uh, they're they're big in, in South America, um, but yeah, metal's a huge thing over there, and I guess that's where uh, I guess they like. They they like our, our our style our music and uh, they they we've been we've been played a lot there. Yeah, a well, well, your your uh, your style of music is really unique. There's not many bands and and uh, Jenny, I believe you were on last time, right? When we interviewed you guys, I, I mentioned how you guys sounded a little like Three Eleven to me, right. and and I was afraid you guys would take it as a as an insult, and oh, I'm no, glad you took it as a compliment because it was as a compliment. But 311 is one of those really unique sounding bands, and yeah, and there's nothing that sounds like you. And I was even I was playing while I was playing the song, my roommate came out went who who is that? And I went oh that's this band Saving Jackie from San Antonio. Wow, I I dig the riff and Silence the Storm. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love that song. Well, there's another song. There's another song. Oh, the one where you, uh, I don't know the name of the song. Everybody knows now I'm horrible, horrible with names. Um, 
<laughs> I can't remember a name to save my life. Um, well, one name, but I mean, you know. <laughs> Anyways, the uh, uh, the one where you you started out with from Jackie on acid to saving Jackie. What oh. what song is that? My faith is larger. That's the one. My faith is larger. I proclaim. Yeah. Oh. See, I'm that's, gonna. That's my favorite. Yeah. See, Silence the Storm is my favorite. That one's my second favorite, Aaron. That's the oh. first song I heard from you guys when I was listening yeah. to Sound for the Crown, a, a, a playlist on Spotify. And I was like, man. Oh, it's on it, Spotify? It was, there was a Sound oh, for the okay. Crown playlist on Spotify. Oh, okay. Cool. And because I heard about the festival. And so I started listening to some of the bands. And because we were just looking for bands to interview and to play new stuff. Yeah. And so I listen and I get Dave, you got to listen to this band. And then we watched sound for the crown as we told you the last time. And I was like, can they pull this off live? Cause some people can really pull it off in the studio. But can they pull it off live? And right. it was great. Uh, I was really impressed. And I said, Hey, let's get them on. Yeah. So I'm so glad you guys came on too. Cause, uh, uh thank you guys. Yeah. And I, you know, I see all the posts from you, Jenny, about your kids and all that stuff. And I was like, she's cool. I like her. Yeah. <laughs> she's a mommy, too. Yeah. And you get up there and rock like like you're 20 years old. No, That's you're what? Odd. 22, right? You're 22 years old? <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. Uh, what do your kids think of all this? You know, new attention, got a record, uh, you know, is it old? Is it old hat for them? Because you've been doing Jackie on acid and then. Yeah. 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 You know, it's, I mean, they, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, they're proud of us. Um, you know, it's just like the same old, same old, you know, I think to them. Yeah. I said before, you know, my son, when I was in radio, he was really impressed with it when he was really young. Like, my dad's on the radio. Yeah. And uh, as he got older, he was like, eh, my dad's on the radio. Uh, dad's on the radio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the same thing. <laughs> you know, we had Ted Nugent come by this. What's that? What's that? <laughs> no, yeah, like, I, I, I would want my kids to be more, you know, happy and thrilled about it and share it with their friends. But, uh, yeah, but they have been, like, really just cool and stuff. But this last video that we had just recently did like my daughter was actually there and saw you know what what we're doing and she was helping with everything with the whole drum drum kit and going up up and down with the you know with all the gear and all of that and she was really impressed with us and what we you know and what we do well i'm impressed i I saw some of the videos i'm impressed you know, I was going to say, I had uh, Ted Nugent in the radio station years ago, back in really? 02. Oh, cool. Yeah. Super nice guy. I don't care what anybody says about that guy. He's a super oh, nice guy. Ted Nugent. Yeah. He was in there with his beautiful wife, Shemaine, and his then nine-year-old son, Rocco. And Rocco could not take his face out of the Game Boy because he was so just, this is like normal for him. And yeah. we gave him a guitar to sign and... And Ted was like, here, we're going to have Rocco sign it. He's like, uh, wow. you know, he's got the Game Boy in hand. He's like, uh, all right, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> <That's terrible. laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, the kids just, they don't, I don't know. It's just 
mom and dad doing that stuff. And I don't know. Yeah. But I'm impressed. Here, you yes. want to you wanna adopt me, Jenny? I'll be <laughs> thoroughly impressed <laughs> yes. every day. That's my mom. <laughs> but your kid did say that on one of your, that your kid did say that on one of your videos. Uh, uh, they posted a little comment said, that's my mom. And yes, I thought that yes. was cool. Molly did. Yeah. That's yeah, cool. that's so cool that you had saw that. Yeah. Oh, I see it all. <laughs> I see it all. I'm like Santa Claus. See the beard, the whole thing. I'm, you can't see it, but I'm kind of fat here. And whether you're not, you're nice, right? Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, but I digress because I'll go down a really bad path. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Did you have something to say, Aaron? It looked no, like you I had just, something to say. All right. No. So I want to know uh, how many tracks are on the new album. We got seven, seven tracks, nice. and we, we we included our our uh, three songs from our three song EP onto this. So it's going to be four new songs that not a lot of people have heard yet. But I'm going to send you guys that tonight. Oh, so, we get a we get a special sneak peek, Aaron. Yes, <laughs> I, I, so I'll definitely send you guys that song tonight. I'm not even joking. I'm not. I'm like thoroughly thrilled. I know you are. Yeah, I, I totally yeah, am. Yeah, actually, you'll you're, you'll be one of the first. Yeah, I think you'll be the only station getting it for. Uh, yeah, any, I don't. I gave it to one station, I think, in South America. I think I shared it once with, with someone else, but I think you'll be the second person, the first ones here in here in the U.S. So that'll be that'll be cool. Cool, cool. Um, is there a way to put that together? I. Uh, We'll have to run it through the board or something, I guess. Figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll put it on if that's cool with you guys. Yeah. yeah. Now, the the, the songs will hit when? Friday night before the release or that Saturday on Spotify? When will they Um, hit on Spotify? Yeah, I think it's going to be released on Spotify on uh, that Saturday. That Saturday. What? The time, I, I, I couldn't really couldn't tell you because i know it we, we did just put the, the the date to be released on that everything's okay. already ready to go it's it's already uh already in the system for uh we went, we, we put everything through cd baby and uh, they put it on all the platforms so i know for sure that day what time i'm not sure but that day it'll be all on all the platforms it's kind of like when we load our show up it, it gets loaded but it could take a few hours for it to hit yep yeah yeah and so so hey Let's take a break. Oh, okay. Let's, let's come back and talk. Are we going to play "Silence the Storm"? Oh, we're we're gonna, no, we're going to play one of the new songs. That's when, uh, because we this won't. All right, air we got to play. We got to play "Silence the Storm" well, okay. in this. We, we okay, play, we'll, we'll play "Silence." At Storm. least keep just, me happy. Just for Dave, we'll play "Silence the Storm." <laughs> it's request hour. It's Savvy Jackie request hour. Yeah. Let's take a break and we'll come hey. back and talk about some songs from the new, uh, uh, e- the new uh, project coming out. On Rock Salt Musecast Experience. Hey, this is Steve from the Ward 66, and you are listening to the dynamic duo of podcasters, Aaron and Dave on Rock Salt Radio. Rock Salt Musecast Experience with Aaron and Dave. And on the Zoom call, I don't have to say on the phone anymore, Aaron. On the Zoom call is uh, the last trumpet. Yes. Tiffany and Chris from The Last Trumpet. Yes. <laughs> All the way from North Carolina. This is this is our second time doing this, so we're learning. Yeah, we are. It's it's a it's a learning phase. 
<laughs> well, we try. Yeah. Um, as I was telling uh, Save and Jackie, you know, we're really not that interesting. <laughs> we rely on people like you to make us interesting. Yeah. Um, so you guys said you you were doing uh, some prison outreach, or you did a show for a prison, or uh, tell me all about that. Yeah, we did. We've actually done two shows for um, a juvenile detention center, and we were invited to come to a women's correctional facility or women's prison um, to play and minister, um, and that. <laughs> those are just unique experiences that you never really know if you're breaking through a wall. And a lot of times going into those situations is you may never know. All you can do is trust that the Lord has called you there. Go in and tell them what he wants you to tell them. Be his voice, be his hands and his feet and trust that something in there changed for somebody um, those are definitely some of the most humbling experiences I think we have ever, ever had. But they, they, those, those inmates were so, <laughs> at the women's correctional facility, for instance, they were so, like, ready for that. Yeah. Um, they were needing it, you know. Yeah. It, um, I, one of the things I, I like to, to talk about as far as the women's prison goes is, um, you know, we were all, when we first got there, it almost seemed like they were judging us. Um, they were looking at our appearances, and 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 you could feel the tension in the room, like not knowing what to expect from us. Um, and when we got up on stage and we started going through our set, you could see some of the the walls starting to break down. Um, and I don't know if I should. <laughs> say this out loud or not, but I'm going to, um, usually when you go into a prison, you're not allowed to touch them, at least not in the setting that we were in. We were in the chapel of the prison. Um, and we were told, don't, you can't touch anybody. You can speak to them, but you, you're not supposed to touch them. Um, just looking out in the room from the stage, um, the Lord had spoken to me directly. He said, you need to embrace them. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, we're here. We're, we're trying to embrace them. We're trying to be you to them. Um, but it wasn't what he meant. He meant physically embrace them. So we were escorted by a guard. Um, and the guard, all of a sudden, after our set was done, he needed to go to the restroom. And he asked if we would be okay. And we were like, yeah, of course. And the Lord told me to step off the stage. <clears throat> and when I stepped off the stage, there was um, a lady sitting to my left in the pews. They were on both sides of us. There was a middle aisle. And I looked over at her and he said, embrace her. So I looked over at her and I called her up to, to stand with me. And I walked over and I physically latched onto her. The Lord opened that door. He took the guard out of the room that was going to stop that. <laughs> um, and when I embraced her, she just lost it. When I looked up, my sister-in-law, Shannon Barker, had come down the steps with me. Um, 
the next thing I knew when I looked up from this lady, every single one of those women had made a single file line to be embraced all the way down yeah, the church. Was, wow. The chapel. It was the craziest thing. They've been in there. They, they can see their family, but they can't touch them. Um, they were all so desperate. Excuse me. No, please. They were this is a great there. story. Yeah, it's a great story. They were so desperate to be embraced. They were riddled with their sin. They were riddled with the guilt. They were riddled with missing their own family. And they just needed to be loved. They needed to know that no matter what they had done, that they were still worth it. And so physically, we hugged every single one of those women in that chapel and prayed for every one of them. And there were so many chains lifted and so many walls broken down through the power of God setting that up. Because if he hadn't have taken that guard out of that room, it wouldn't have happened. But that guard stayed out of that room the whole time all of this was going on. And every woman in there got touched and ministered to. But that's the power of God. Wow, that's incredible. And, you know, it it might not have been for every person in that room it might have been for one person in that room yeah that that's crazy the love of god would never turn the rest of them away have you been able to like correspond with any of them i mean how's that i mean can they email you Um, or anything um I, i don't think so much with those guys but now we have got uh, feedback from the juvenile, the juvenile detention, detention center. center. One of the kids at the juvenile detention center got released. Got, got his he life contacted us. Oh wow! And how did yeah, that go? He contacted us on, um, it was amazing. Um, he got out of the juvenile detention center and he sent a Facebook messenger message. He said, "Hey, I just want to let you know, I'm out now, and the things that you guys spoke that day changed my life." And, you know, we got to correspond with him and say, you know what, that was the Father God wanting to love on you. So it, as much as it was our physical bodies, it was his Holy Spirit and it was his heart wanting to reach you. So please stay encouraged. And he's he still to this day follows our page. Wow. Um, yeah, it's just it's been amazing. But like I said, you know, out of the two times we went to that facility, he's only one that responded. So it's, it's like, you know, you go into these situations, you do what the Lord tells you to do and you be obedient and you may never know what happens between the Lord and whoever needed that ministry. You just have to trust that he's doing what he needs to do. Exactly. On occasions you get those confirmations, but you don't always get those confirmations. Well, maybe it's just a little plug from the big man upstairs that says, Hey, someone is listening and, you know, this is happening. Just yeah. trust me. Just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Isn't it neat, though, that you, you've changed one life? The, the gratification. I mean, it's only one, I mean, that you know of, but the gratification yeah. that you get that you really helped one person and how yeah. it, just, it just starts with one. Yeah, and, and, and who knows, you know, like in his life, who he's reaching as well. Yeah. You know, after his life was changed, maybe he changed another life. It yeah. just goes on and on, you know. Right. You know, uh, it, it kind of brings to mind, this happened to me this week, and uh, I hope you bear with me because it's a little bit lengthy, but this happened to me this week. Um, way back, 
1983-ish, something like that. I was a kid. My mom worked at Photomat. If you guys remember Photomat. And uh, she would take me down there with her, uh, and I would sit in the car and listen to music. That's what I would do. That, w- that was my life back then. And um, her supervisor gave me an album, Thomas Goodlunas and Panacea. I know you probably never heard of them. But uh, she says, my husband's a bass player in this band. I know you like music, so hopefully, hopefully you like this. And, uh, of course, I, I loved it because I was eating up anything that was musical back then. And uh, she goes, well, come down to the church, you know, and check everything out. And it was Warehouse Ministries. I, I know you probably never heard of Warehouse Ministries, but you've heard of a lot of the bands from Warehouse Ministries, like Charlie Peacock and the 77s and Vector. This show has started because of Warehouse Ministries, though, because I'd never may, meet you yeah. if it wasn't for Warehouse That's Ministries. That's where we met. And so uh, I start going down there, and I start meeting Aaron and Michael Rowe from the 77s and Charlie Peacock. And I know those people don't remember me, you know, my, this little 13-year-old kid. But I meet all these people, and I get turned on to all these, all this music and everything. So what happened this week, very interesting, is uh, I'm in a, uh, it's called 80s Christian Music you should check that out. 80s Christian Music Days. It's a, it's a group on Facebook. And uh, somebody posted that album. And I just commented, wow, you know, I haven't seen that for a long time. And, and I told a quick story, like I just did, of how I found him. And Michael Rowe from the 77 said, oh, that's uh, Landacre. I can't remember his name now. Gary Landacre. And he also played with Steve Scott. And I went, yeah, that's the guy's name. I said his wife's name was something like Betty or Beth or something. And he goes, yeah, it was Betty Landaker. I went, yes. And here I am communicating with Mike Rowe, which is, you know, a stroke to me anyways. But uh, uh, it came full circle for me is what I'm getting at. Is yeah. 13 years old, uh, here I am. Uh, and back then, Charlie Peacock had given me his home phone number. I used to talk to him every week. But... Uh, you know, I'm this kid that's into all this music. And that's all it was for me at the time was music. I just love these bands. Yet here we are. And maybe, who knows, maybe someone hears what we have to say. Or maybe we're here as the vessel. Thanks to Vessel out in Arkansas for the borrowing of the name. Maybe we're the vessel so you can talk to somebody. Who knows? Who knows what the plan is? Except... The big man upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. So, who are your musical influences? Oh, Christopher. <laughs> Christopher is your musical influence. <laughs> She's a keeper. <laughs> She's a keeper, Chris. <laughs> My musical influences, uh, like one of them, one of my biggest musical influences was Megadeth. Oh, really? And uh, I had a lot of influence from the alternative scene as well. When Nirvana came out, I got kind of sucked into that little... The whole grunge (laughs) scene. (laughs) Um, He's another one that likes Black Sabbath. Yes, um, yes. I was was just a very little uh, young kid when I heard Black Sabbath for the first time. Um, An older kid 
was listening to it, and I was like, what is that? You know, and I got, I got hooked on yeah. it for a while. <laughs> Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a guess here. I'm gonna take a guess. Seventh day slumber is a influence. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um. You mentioned when you first started this, it was CCM. It was contemporary Christian. Who, who are some CCM artists you listen to? Casting Crowns. Okay. Was one of my biggest influences on that end of the spectrum. Um. Mercy me. Need to breathe. Need to oh, breathe. Oh man, I can listen to Gavin sing all day. Yes. The lead singer. See, oh. I'm lost. Oh my gosh, he's, I, I oh. really don't know these bands. Oh my gosh, they, he's. I told you I'm more into the rock scene, yeah, it's, so it's. I know it, casting crowns. If you haven't listened to Need to Breathe's new album, it's worth a listen. It's really good. But yes. okay, so casting crowns, good. Now, who are your Christian rock influences? I mean, who do you besides Seventh Day Slumber? Yeah, who do you who do you really the enjoy? First taste of heavy Christian rock was Pod. Okay, Pod's great. Project eighty six. After that, they had the new metal sound, which I was already into new metal anyway. Before I became a Christian, I was into corn. You know, because I I got sucked into that little. New metal scene. Yeah. You're talking about bands that I've I've seen several times. POD and Corn and and yeah. Black Sabbath. I mean, I was backstage for a corn show. That was fantastic. Um Isn't uh Welch and from Brian Korn? Head Welch, yes, yes, from Corn. And uh Love what's Love his, and Death. Love and Death is his yeah. band. Have you checked that one out? Have you checked out Love yes. and Death? Yes. It's great, Indeed. isn't it? I love it. You know, um, there is a bigger, and it's growing, I see it, a bigger and bigger Christian music scene going on. Bands like yourself and Faithhead and Saving Jackie, I mean, they're coming out of the woodworks, and I love it. It's, it's like I was just explaining back in the 80s, back to, you know, the Warehouse Ministry days and, and Exit Records. You know, you had this little pocket of like five or six bands that... You know, even if they didn't, you know, because some of those bands didn't make it big, um, even if they didn't make it big, it, it just took everything to the next level. It's the next step on a, on the stairwell. The stairway to heaven. How about that? It's the next step on the stairway to heaven. <laughs> we've, we've heard from Chris. What, what are your musical influences, Tiffany? Oh, my God. Gosh, I, I love Breaking Benjamins. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Seen them. Yep. Um, I definitely love um, Aerosmith, Leonard Skinner. Um, uh, you're you're yeah, speaking my I'm language, Tiffany. My <laughs> um, I'm a huge, huge Phil Collins fan. I, I have listened to him for years, and he will never grow old for me, ever. <laughs> I, I, too, am a huge fan. Phil Collins fan. And can I tell another story, Arian? I know I'm becoming story person here. Go ahead. I going back to like, I was 11 years old. There was a, uh, uh, an amusement park here called Marriott's great America. It was uh, very family oriented because it was owned. Marriott was Mormon and it was very family oriented. Anyways, they did a show called the evolution of rock. And it was like, uh, you know, Broadway style type, you know, music show. And of course I loved it. Cause it was all about music. I wrote them a letter. Uh, I wrote the cast a letter 
11 years old. And the next thing I know, I got a, I got a phone call, my mom did, from the secretary to the vice president of something or other at Marriott's and said, we want you to be our guest, come down. So we went down and I, I got to meet all these people and hang out with them. And it got to be a, a weekly event where I would go down and I would hang out with these people. And it was cool for me because I liked them, but also they could uh, cut the line and I could go straight to the head of the line for any of the rides. All I had to do was <laughs> take them with me. <laughs> so uh, um, here we are like, I don't know, 30 years later and um, I'm on Facebook and I'm looking for some of these people and I, I reach out to one and he goes, I'm sorry, I don't remember you, but post some pictures. Maybe it'll jog my memory. He turned out to be in the Lion King on Broadway. He was doing Broadway. Uh, but anyways, I posted this picture of me with all these people and all those people started talking and contacting me and some remembered me some didn't but uh there's one person i'm standing next to in this picture it's this woman named connie jackson and i love connie connie's just a great person and uh so we started talking i go well what are you doing now and she goes i'm a backup singer for phil collins and i was like shut the front door <laughs> i love <laughs> phil collins yes. and she goes yeah i'm i'm in the DVD, you know, the, the final farewell tour, the first fail, I don't remember the name of the DVD. And I went, I've got that. I've watched that. Oh, my gosh. There she is. I've seen it. I don't know how many times. There she is. She's fantastic. And she says all of those people, Phil and everybody, and she's shown me some pictures. Uh, well, to give you an idea about Phil, he takes them on his plane with them. He doesn't make them ride the bus or something. He, they're all together. Yeah. So he's very, uh, he's very genuine and, and a nice person from what I understand. I've never met him, but I love Phil That's Collins. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that means that all Chris has to do to get out of trouble is take his wife to see Phil Collins. Absolutely. Then, yeah, then, he, then he's out of <laughs> yeah. trouble. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Hey, stay Gen in trouble until that happens. Yeah. <laughs> Genesis is talking about going on tour again, Chris. You know, uh, yeah. Christmas is coming up. You know, maybe get some tickets. Heart is another big one for me, too. Heart and, and her vocals were just knock your socks right still, off. Still. Yeah. Still. Uh, Ann Wilson from Heart. Yeah, they're still performing a lot. Yeah, and... Uh, uh, Nancy's a great guitar player, but yeah, Ann Wilson, her vocals, they still sound good, mm -hmm. you know, which, which for a lot of bands, uh, I think some of it goes to, they abuse themselves in their younger days and some of yeah. it just goes to, well, they're getting older. Uh, but, uh, some of these bands, they lose their voice, you yeah. know, and it's unfortunate. Uh, but Ann and Nancy Wilson, they still got it going on. They still got it going on. Yeah. So you got the new single coming out July 9th. Yes. You have another single that's going to follow that later this year. What yeah. else is up and coming for uh, Last Trumpet? Well, right now, we don't have anything on the docket. Um, we had two events that we've had to cancel because our, our drummer has had um, some knee issues and the doctor had um, asked him to stay um, kind of off of that knee for a while. 
Um, so right now we don't have anything on the calendar. I mean, we're open. We would love to get some things booked. So yeah, it's been kind of a, a strange it's been a year. Slow, yeah. Well, it's COVID has look. just changed everything. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what, um, uh, North Carolina was like with the restrictions where it was it pretty restrictive back there. Yeah, yeah. We see, just recently got our mask restriction lifted, and there are people still following it, though, even though it's been lifted. So it's been kind of touch and go around here. Yeah, it's the same out here. You know, uh, it's Gavin Newsom, Supreme Leader Newsom, I, is what I call him. He um, he said, if you're vaccinated, you can get away with just wearing one mask. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I think our governor is. Gavin Newsom, too. Oh, you got to avoid those guys like yeah. the plague, man. They are just bad news. Um, <laughs> anyhow. All right. So any shows coming up? I think he answered that. No shows coming up. Okay. Yeah, they will. No, we're looking forward to being in a studio coming up. Studio yeah, time coming your way. Um, are you guys working on a full album? Hopefully. We're, nice. Uh, we're just we're just going a little at a time right now, because um, as you know, you know Dylan McLean plays for Relentless Flood, so he's pretty busy as yeah, well. So we we're have to kind of plug in, in work between. out the time. Gotcha. Yeah. And and Chris, are you just constantly writing music uh, in in the downtime? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> 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 Tiffany's like. Put the pen down. Put the guitar down. <laughs> Come spend some time with me. Put the band away for a minute. <laughs> I know, because my wife does the same thing. She oh, goes, yeah. oh, your friend Aaron's coming over, and you're going to play radio, aren't you? <laughs> oh, man. Yes, honey, I am. Yeah. <laughs> we know what you're going through, Chris. That's for sure. <laughs> You know, my, my wife met me while I was in radio, and she's totally unaffected by radio. She doesn't care at all. And um, so it's just like, oh, it's just something he does. Who cares? <laughs> um, and how can people reach you? You're on Facebook. I know that because that's where we connected. Yeah. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Um you can find our, we are on Reverb Nation, but I don't know, I don't think a lot of people are still using that. Um, and we also have email. You can email us at the last trumpet band NC at yahoo.com as well for bookings. Okay. Somebody book. We, have, we have Twitter as well. I don't like Twitter, but that's just me. <laughs> it's not, it's nothing political. I never liked Twitter from the beginning. It was yeah, like information overload for me. You got merch? Yeah, it's not a user friendly. Yeah. How, how can they uh, wear some Last Trumpet merch? Is there any merch out there? Well, you got to come get it from us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't mailing it out to you. You go to go, no, no, got to no. go to a show. Yeah. But no, so they can. Like if somebody wants to message us and they want a t shirt or, um, you know, that stuff, I mean, we pretty much leave our, our music on the digital platforms. Um, but if they wanted like a t-shirt or a hat or something, they could always message us and we could definitely ship What kind of merch do you have available? Um, we have ball caps um, and we have um, just t-shirts. Nice. Nice. All right. I think I've seen them posted on Instagram. So. Have you? Yeah. That's another one I'm not on. I just do the Facebook. I'm very old school. Um, 
our name our name used to be the last trumpet separated separated um but we ended up having to change it we took out one of the t's and put last trumpet together because we were getting confused with a mariachi band (laughs) 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 like you would you would scroll through the streaming stations you'd see they would put us together with their stuff and then you'd have a mariachi song and then you'd have us and it was crazy yeah (laughs) you know the same thing happened to us we started this thing uh, i don't know almost two years ago now aaron right And uh, we thought we were being really clever with the whole rock salt thing. It was it was half his idea, half my idea. He he wanted to do a salt of the earth type thing, and I went, "Well, I want to focus on rock," and that's where the rock salt came from. But uh, I went searching us on uh, one of the uh, podcast platforms, and ahead of ours was another rock salt podcast. Now we had been doing ours for a year and a half longer than they had been doing theirs, but. I was so upset. I was really upset. And and I told Aaron, I'm like, I'm really upset. I want to contact. He's like, let it go, man. <laughs> um, but so if people want to find you, we got to remember, it's T-H-E-L-A-S-T-R-U-M-P-E-T, correct? Correct. Yes. And, and the way to remember it is that um, there are three T's and they're all capitalized. Everything else is lowercase, and they're capitalized because they represent the three crosses at Calvary. Oh, so wow. That's great. That most of the time, but... Yeah. How but clever. I never would have thought of that. Yeah, that's the appropriate spelling, is everything is lowercase except for the three T's in our spelling for the, the crosses at Calvary. Nice. I never would have thought of that. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. That was... That, that was oh, fantastic. That us. That prison story was just touching yeah next time you come on you gotta you gotta come up with another story to make me cry <laughs> all right that's your um, homework that, you know gotta top that one yeah yeah oh. bigger and better next time around you know that means you gotta pray for us to get that story okay <laughs> dear baby jesus please give the last trumpet another great story so they can yeah. share it with us on the show Yes, we need testimony. Yes, yes. There you go. Hey, guys, thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. You are now friends of the Rock Salt Musecast experience. (laughs) Your your badge will be in the mail. No, no, it won't. And if you're listening listening to Spotify Premium, uh, The Last Trumpet is coming up next. So enjoy them. Thank you, guys. Thank it, you guys for it's, having us. We it's the rocks. Oh, definitely appreciate you as well. It's the uh, the love's all on this side of the table, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Rock salt muse cast experience with the last trumpet. What's up, everyone? This is Ryan from Reborn, and you're listening to the Rock Salt Muse Cast Experience with Aaron and Dave. Rock salt, I'm Dave Peril. This is Aaron Sound. And we've got new shows every week on demand on Spotify. Rock Salt Musecast Experience with Aaron and Dave and very special guests. Aaron, give me the drum roll. Give me the drum roll. It's Vector yeah. and, and the live studio audience. Live studio audience here. <laughs> 
That's great. At least some of us are alive anyway. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I, I am thrilled and honored for you guys to be on our show. Thank you, Dave. Oh, we got Jimmy and we've got uh, Steve and uh, Bruce is there with you, right, Steve? <laughs> I got Bruce. <laughs> Yeah, he's taking a new form. There, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, oh, Bruce is now a female. <laughs> well, he identifies as right. <laughs> you know how those things go. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's if it's the law for me to say otherwise. Right. So. Right. Well, if you see behind me, and I'm green screened, obviously, but uh, here is my collection of exit records behind me. And of course, uh, this one over here, not an exit record, but still Charlie yeah. Peacock over there. Sure. Um, yeah. That was my record store find. I, I found that for like $1.99 in the recycled bin. And I was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> Anyhow. Um, so I've been a huge fan of Vector and all things exit records since I, I went to Warehouse Ministries back in 1980-something. And uh, I've seen you guys twice uh, at Warehouse Ministries, but Aaron and I met there at Warehouse Ministries. So uh, your vector and you guys have had an impact in what we're doing today because if, mm. if there is no vector, if there's no Warehouse Ministries, we don't meet and don't do what we're doing now, which is... Well, same here. Yeah. The... Um, there's so much to talk about about the history, and I want to get to that. But I want to come right out of the shoot and talk about Vital. Because this new album you guys got coming out, I, I said it earlier in one of our breaks, uh, I have everything that you guys have done, and this by far is probably the best thing I've ever heard to come out of Vector. You guys have really That's outdone great. yourself. Thank you. Yeah, congratulations. Congratulations to you guys, and congratulations to me, because I get the album and I get to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's really, I mean, that's incredible to say, you know, because we've all, you know, as we make records, it's interesting, we all have our own opinions of the work we do, you know, and try to come up with some sort of valuation of it in terms of its how good or bad it is how interesting it is, how we perceive someone might like it. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know, you know, we've always been wrong. So, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> we've you always thought we made a great record. And then, and then somehow, you know, it, it didn't turn. And then we thought, well, maybe this next, maybe this isn't very good. And then things, people would like certain things that were not what we thought they would like. So, it's interesting. I, you know, this time, uh, you know, from my perspective, I went into doing this purely for the sake of doing it. Uh, just, just having the opportunity, you know, and, and knowing that at the end of the road, I was going to, this thing was going to come out and there was going to be new songs that we were putting out as vector, but whether or not somebody was going to really get into it or not. And it's interesting seeing the fans comment on some of the cuts so far and comparing, you know, we, the fans are all usually will have some kind of a comment about comparing to something we've done in the past. And even one guy said, who's, who's singing? 
Setting the record. It, you know, is that still Steve? And he said it sounded like he named a singer from a band I'd never heard of. That he thought I sounded like. And Mike Rowe chimed in and said, no, that's Steve. Singing. Yeah. So, yeah, that was an interesting. I've never had somebody not think it was me and all the rest. So that's the first. But My son is 26 years old. And uh, uh, he looks, you know, back at the 80s music like any 26-year-old would you know he's like yeah okay that's dad's thing all right whatever um i played him flesh and bone and when i want you i I said i'm not even going to tell you who this is i just want you to listen to the song and tell me what you think and he listened to the whole thing he goes i really like that that sounds like the killers and i went (laughs) yeah i heard it is a good thing heard that and david bowie yeah well and that song you know, since we're comparing, I'm going to just, this is just a me thing. I know nobody else is, is probably thinking this at all, but uh, Roger Waters put out an album a long time ago called Radio Chaos, which I was really into because it's L.A., Jim Ladd, radio era stuff, and right. um, probably not his best work, but I really like the album for those reasons. When I first saw Rooftops, it just made me think of that. The mm-hmm. whole radio era in the city, and it, and it was the imagery in the in the video. I'm sure that made me feel that way. But there, you got so much going on in these in these videos and in these album or tracks of this album. Uh, it's really your best work. I, I have to say, it's definitely worth the 27 year wait. <laughs> That's nice to hear. Yeah. yeah. I never, I mean, I never thought, you know, I thought I was just going to live the rest of my life and not do another one. So, you know, that, yeah, it's, it's fun. I'm, and I'm having fun making the videos, you know, so, yeah. while we're doing this. So, um, That's great, Steve. Yeah. It's, it's been a blast. Um, I think I sent you, didn't I sent you, uh, Dave, I sent you a few other cuts, more than you actually wanted, I think. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. You did. Yeah. And uh, I I was looking for one that I just went, hmm, not feeling that one. And I, I didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I loved every one of them. <laughs> well, cool. You know. Well, I, yeah, I've got, a, I've got a Judas Within video that I'm still tweaking a little bit, but... Um, did I send you the track Judas Within? Yeah, we're gonna play that. Oh, yeah, that, that's okay. gonna be on the the podcast and the musecast version. So, oh, cool. So, cool. Jimmy, yeah. you know, you're Jimmy. You're uh, man. You can hear you all through this album. And one thing that I I, uh, I noticed this morning as I was listening to it is I was looking for the the one instrument that gets featured because everybody's got that one instrument that's over everything else in, in a song and you guys, you're just, all of you are featured. It's all there. But Jimmy, some of the guitar work on this, like I I can hear you playing a wah pedal and stuff like that. I mean, it's just (laughs) so good. Well, thank you. I have to, I have to point you in the direction that, that uh, the origination of this project was uh, a great uh, setup probably by Mike Rowe for Steve and I and Bruce and some other friends from Sacramento to have dinner maybe two summers ago, I think. And then uh, shortly after, 
Oh, I better mute my phone. No, Sorry, that's all right. Buddy. Oh, man. I... Yeah, Steve Taylor, I should take that. Yeah, take that. Go ahead. I'm serious. Take that call. <laughs> we'll wait. I'll, I'll call him back. Oh, all right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, you were, yeah, we, um, we were in, uh, I was yeah. in SNAC at the same time you were, Jimmy, back in October 2019. And well, what I'm saying is that yeah. after that dinner, yeah. we agreed. I I said, you know, I'm on the road a lot, and uh, everywhere I go, people ask me, "Whatever happened to Steve Griffith?" And I say, "Well, he is a foster care. Uh, he and his wife run a uh, an, a work in Florida for kids that need help, mostly teenage boys, I think. And I never knew the facts until." you know, much later, but I think in a general way, hey, look I who's could on. always assume that uh, that was a good enough explanation, but I'd always say I'm hopeful that one day we'll revisit our work together and do something new. And so at that dinner, I remember telling you that exactly that, that everywhere I go, people want to know what happened to us and would we please do a new record? And so it, it wasn't more than a few weeks later I get in the email, Steve sends me a song called Walk on Water, which is something I'm sure you've probably heard by now, but I I was literally floored. I mean it was it was done in in my opinion. Bruce. And yeah, there's uh, Bruce. It was done, but um I think that you should know that I played guitar on as much as I could for a week, seven days a week, you know, 10 hours a day, Bruce and I and Steve and Mark Harmon was there a little bit to help. Uh, but we just tried to make as much guitar happen as we could. And I got to say that after uh, that chapter, uh, I attempt attempted to send some stems and I don't know if I was successful or not, but I'm pretty sure there's more than uh, me and Steve on some of those songs guitar wise. So I can't take credit for all the guitar. <laughs> okay. Much as I'd love to. Okay. Well, the guitar sounds great. The bass sounds great. The drums are crashing, man. Uh, Bruce joined in. Because uh, the drummer it. See, when drummers mix it, there's always drums. That's yeah. You can always count on drums. <laughs> and the best mixers are always drummers. So there you go. I, I was not aware of that. Now, uh, Bruce, Steve and I were talking earlier. There's uh, you got some competition in the band now. Uh, uh, Bruce the Pug. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. While, while you weren't here, Bruce, since you were late, yeah. I decided to substitute Gertie and uh, now identify as a female pug. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. The, perfect. The pug uh, identifies as a drummer. To me. What's that? You look similar to me, Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> now, so you, you talk, that was going to be one of my questions is how did you guys finally get back together after 27 years? Temptation was the last album, correct? Before right, Vital. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, but Jimmy, you already hit on that. But how was it being in three different states and trying to record this album? Well, well from my 
perspective, the, the initial, the initial landing, we all came to the table with a bunch of ideas. And I'm telling you that the day we sat down at Bruce's studio in uh, Rockland to start, it was as if no time had passed at all. I mean, we, it was right back where we were here. How about this here? How about that? I mean, it was literally not, it, it was like falling off a rock. I mean, it was so simple. It was so much fun. Well, you know what? You can hear that in the in the tracks that you sent me, that you guys didn't miss a beat at all. Now, uh, 27 years, long time. I mean, I definitely was like, I thought the band was done, you know, and I would have to listen to Mannequin Virtue and Please Stand By, you know, for the rest of eternity. And so I was really happy that Vital is uh is on the shelf there hey, hey steve tell them the story how how we did you already talk about working on pat's thing how this thing came together no that story wasn't told no yeah, yeah. go ahead tell it so I, I i have a really good friend i've known for 40 plus years pat boylan who was in you know first strike guitar player right there yeah and uh pat called me oh, in right. 2019 and he wanted me to play bass and help him produce, you know, a few new songs he had. And he had decided at the time that he was going to do it over at Bruce and Mark Harmon's studio over at Mark Harmon's house. So that's why I was down there. We had scheduled a time to go into the studio and uh, record these songs. And that's, that's the week I was down there when we all had dinner together and, and met. But I think it's ninety first birthday, which is why I was in Sacramento. Yeah, we just all happened. Yeah, we happened to be in town at the same time. It was, that's what was crazy. Jimmy just happened to be in town. Yeah, so we could wow. get together. Yeah, it was it was it was crazy. But go ahead, Steve. Yeah, so we you know we talked at the dinner, and then we didn't have any songs. And the first suggestion was. <laughs> Bruce said, well, let's do this song of Pat's. We'll just redo it a little bit. We'll reshape it, but I think it's got a foundation. I said, okay, yeah, that that sounds good. So then I went home, you know, thinking that's kind of where we're going to start. That will be our first thing. And I think Bruce reworked it or sat down and thought about it more. And he called me and says, yeah, I don't, I, I'm not feeling as strong about that idea as I was initially. And I said, well, I've got a, you know, I do have an idea I came up with, which was walk on water. And Killer. so I sent a rough of that to him just to show him what we were, what I was doing. And he goes, yeah, we don't need to start with pad things. We'll start with this. This is where <laughs> so, so, yeah, so Pat, unfortunately, you know, he was excited about the possibility of us doing one of his songs, but, um, yeah, it's just, you know, and then songs just, you know, people ask me, a friend in the neighborhood was over the other day and I was playing him some songs and he, he said, like, how, how does this happen? How do you, <laughs> how do you come up with words or where do these, that melody come from and what, how does this all happen? It's all so foreign to him because that's not what he does. And honestly, I've never... The best way to describe it, I think, and I've heard this, I think I've heard other songwriters say this, is that there's always ideas 
music, lyrics, whatever, rhythm that comes up that you're bombarded with. And God just decided with me that I would be able to hear those things and recognize it and have the opportunity to take as it's given and do something with it because I have no other reasonable explanation. Cause I don't, I don't necessarily, it's not a, it's not labor, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it just happens. It just, there's just it's a labor of love. It is a labor of love, but there's no exertion. It's just like it falls into my yeah. mind and I go with it. Assemble it. Yeah. You, you have see what happens. And then the great. thing tells, you know, the thing has a life of its own. Once you've taken it and you start working it, then it starts telling you in a sense what to do with it after you've got it, where it should go and what can, you know, so. Well, maybe it's like uh, Jesus is uh, sitting up there and he's penning out some songs and he, hey, Steve, uh, I got some stuff for you. I know it's been a long time, but I got some stuff for you. I got to get it out there. And you are the vessel, man. Yeah. And I, gosh, it was such a, it was so great to, I was really excited about it because I thought it was kind of a, you know, from a songwriter standpoint, I thought Walk on Water was kind of a different take from a different perspective of a very familiar moment in history and a story, you know, of Jesus walking on water. So, uh, but I came from, from a different angle, of course. Well, I really like the line in that song. Oh, sorry, Bruce. I'll get right back to you. Okay. No, go ahead now. Go. Oh, I was (laughs) going to say, well, well, the thing that, the thing that, uh, you know, when you're making these projects, you tend to kind of, kind of, Hey, what, when you're a band, you know, you're hanging around together and you're going, what are we going to do this time? You know, what's our vision? You know, you throw demos together and you kind of get a feel for where you're going to go with this next one. And, uh, this band especially has been something that, 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 you know, if you listen to all the different records, there's a lot of different, different missions that each record kind of represents, not all the same, you know? And, uh, this one was intriguing because right away when Steve, gave me a walk on water, you could hear this driving electric guitar and which, which I wasn't really accustomed to when it comes to Steve's, the things that Steve would create, he'd create with piano and just a lot of different kinds of things. Never, never really that, that dirty electric guitar, that intense rock sound. And so it was intriguing right away. And then it turned out all these things we were coming up with just had this really intense energy. And when we were talking about it, we hadn't yet engaged Jimmy and we're, we kept going, Steve's like, well, this is a placeholder for what Jimmy will do, you know? And then, uh, when Jimmy gets here, it'll, you know, it'll probably change a lot. And it was funny. Cause when Jimmy showed up, he was like, he was, he was inspired and totally rocking out on the whole thing. So it, it, it this, this thing kind of, uh, I think this record has a vibe to it that it swept us away with this kind of rock intensity that we, yeah. I'm, I'm not totally, um, sure that, you know, uh, had we had we thought about making a vector record, we might not have been th- thought that we were going to do something like this. So, so this right. is really it, it's a revelation. You know, as the thing came along, you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm enthused by it by just by the revelation, the material being so uh, stylistically driven in a direction that you know uh, it, it it's really refreshing today. So, 
When you ask Dave, like, how did we make it work such long distance? I'll say that that as I'm listening to Bruce talk about how this all came to be and me delivering the song with this crunchy guitar going on, which I never did usually present a song to Vector like that. Yeah. But the thing we used to have that we didn't get to do on this record was flesh out things together Mm -hmm. in a room. Like Jimmy and I always came together because drummers have, you know, Bruce got busy with other things. He's always busy with lots of bands. That's just drummers. 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 (laughs) So, but in the early days of Vector, of course, we had, you know, we had multiple drummers throughout the career of say Mannequin, Please, and and then Simple Experience, and then into Temptation when Jim and yeah. both lived in in uh, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Those four records, Jimmy and I sat in rooms together and fleshed out ideas, mm-hmm. came up with guitar parts. I had melody ideas that I thought might be played out on guitar. So he would take that and manipulate it and do the Jimmy thing to it. And so we didn't, we didn't get to do that on this record, mm-hmm. um, which in a sense, I like that we, I like that we didn't make another sort of traditional, if you will, or, mm-hmm. you know, vector record that everybody's heard because it is 27 years later. I'm glad we kind of ventured out. And then I brought, when we brought Jimmy to the table, it was a different place for him to, a jumping off point for him Mm -hmm. than us being in the same room at the same time. Um, But it was exciting what that influence, hearing a guitar part already, kind of an idea already down, enabled Jim to play along with it from a different perspective, if you understand Mm -hmm. what I'm saying, then than being and, and, guy, it's like, you know, so it, and it made him think a little bit different about how his approach, because there was already a part there. Mm-hmm. So, well, and it's worth, it's worth noting that, that we, we did the best we could as far as bringing everybody's material together. Yeah. And we yeah. did bring a Jimmy, we, we did start to dig into some of Jimmy's stuff that didn't make it oh, on yeah. the final yeah. collection. So we I mean, have yeah, when, up in the can. When Jimmy sent us plowed, you know, he says, I got this little idea, but, you know, and I recorded, I did a demo of it, but never really, you know, we never, I never really did anything with it. I was like, man, that's, that's like, that's gotta be on the record. Yeah. That's, that's definitely a band track too, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got a bunch of Jimmy tunes that I've, so I'm, I'm looking forward to doing another record cause we'll, we'll get to do those songs. So <laughs> Plowed is the one with the, uh, uh, the funk guitar going on, I believe. Right. Or am I am no, I think of a different track? Uh, it's, the no. more, it's the rockin' one with the kind of the Johnny B. Good solo uh, okay. in the middle. You know? All right. Now we've heard five. Yeah. We've heard five tracks oh. from this album. Okay. How many tracks yeah. are on the album? There's ten. Ten, yeah. Good solid album. Yeah. Yeah. You know we we talk so much about Walk on Water. I want to take a break here, and uh, can we do Walk on Water? I know that's kind of off the course from what we planned, but walk on water. You guys all good with that, right? Whatever yep. you want to do, man. It's, to, it's your show. It's your show. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, Vector on the line, walk on water from the new uh, CD, 
or album, I should say, Vital on Rocksaw Musecast Experience. Hi, it's Peter from Pizza 118 from the UK. Um, check out Rock Salt Radio Podcast. Rock Salt Musecast Experience with Aaron and Dave and uh, special guest Vector on the Zoom call and on the show today. We're very pleased to have you guys on. All three of you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, Jimmy, you're out in Nashville, and you've got your art house. I keep calling it the art house, but what is it? That's fine. What's it called? That's what it is. It's a a studio designed by a close friend of mine who uh, fortunately is an architect, and we've been, he, he and his wife own a gallery that I've shown in for t- almost 20 years. And when this all landed, someone, one of my dear friends said, why don't we have a benefit and just build you a place to work in the backyard since you can't drive anymore. I couldn't commute anymore to, to my studio. And I thought, yeah, that, that might be cool. And I, in my mind, I was thinking a little garage, you know, with, uh, you know, a door and I, I really wasn't imagining a space like this is, this is in my book, pretty unbelievable that, uh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, I saw you guys working on it when, uh, Bruce, you guys did Corona sphere and, uh, I think yeah, it was... when Mike Rowe was here, we shot up here yeah. one episode, and then we shot a little bit in the backyard as well. And you did uh, did something really cool with Steve, I always butcher his last name, Steve uh, Hild- Hildeberg? Hindelong. 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 thank Hindelong. you. Yeah, yeah. And, and you guys did like this all acoustic, and he was pounding on a bucket, and it was yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was a cement bag. The cement bag, yeah. Mike, turns out Mike comes to Tennessee about once a year to visit his uh, in-laws, and uh, I we just got lucky, you know. We got to do we got to do some stuff. It was so funny because I have opportunity to play out occasionally, and I've kind of sworn it off because I can't see, and it makes makes for a really tricky uh, experience. You know, I can't see my pedal board, I can't see my fingerboard. I can, you know, it's going to be. I'm going to have to dumb it down, but uh, what's great was when Mike was here, we were trying to knock off a couple of old vector songs, you know, uh, mannequin virtue and, and uh, stuff off of that, that very first record, which, you know, it has long since, I mean, it's in here probably, but it would take some effort to go back in and grab it. Right. You know, right. But it was great having Mike, and uh, honestly, Bruce and Mike and their Coronasphere thing is just fantastic. You know, I was uh, so excited when I saw Coronasphere, because I'm a huge, huge 77s fan as well. I was uh, so excited when you guys started doing that at the beginning of, uh, you know, COVID. COVID. Yeah, and uh, I, I can't say I watch every single week, but I watch quite a bit. I do watch quite a bit. And, That's uh, a task. There's a lot of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, I, I think to myself, how do you guys get up and do that every single week? And then I thought to myself, well, I get up and do this every single week. So there mm-hmm. it is. But, uh, yeah. uh, it, it's kind of become, it's kind of become a weekly thing now. I don't, did you guys ever expect it to just go on as long as, to, as it's been going on? No, 
<laughs> Quick and simple. Yeah, 60, 64 weeks today. Oh, is it really? Yeah. And what's uh, what's on Coronasphere for today? Well, this month has been a special month because Mike went and did the Nashville trip. Just saw him. Uh, uh, yeah, and then, then he kind of got a little flu within his family, um, so it kind of took him out a little bit. So this is when he came back. So uh, so we, we, like the last time he was there a year ago, he had shot a big interview with Aaron that we had a couple hours of footage of. So we, and we kept wanting to, you know, edit it up and put it out. So, um, we, we, over this month, we've done some composite things with, you know, we've done, a, uh, did a zoom interview with Mark and did, did the first one with Steve and, uh, which is the first time we've gotten into the zoom interview stuff. So we just kind of, we've just kind of gone off the script just for a month here. And I just did one with Mike at his house, um, where we just really did a preview of the hymn show record, which we have just uh, almost almost have done which is a collection of classic uh early american and uh hymns and spirituals and stuff um which is we're really excited about so uh we and we we on the show we kind of created a, our little hymn show section where uh we we would always do you know a couple gospel tunes classic traditional old rugged cross and and on and on um and so we, we, we decided we're going to do it. We're going to do a series of these things because it's kind of a legacy thing that we started when we did the uh, um, Holy Ghost building. That was kind of what that was, which is just a grab bag of these old blues and spiritual tunes that we redid. And then Mike did a record. Um, I can't remember the title of it, but he did one of a solo one of that similar thing. So now we're going to end up probably, we, we have three plans. So, um, and the third one, we, we want to involve all our buddies, you know, so we, we're going to, we're going to try to drag all our, our characters in here, including the two gentlemen in this interview, um, with Terry Taylor and, you know, Derry, all the, all the usual suspects. We're going to try to get everybody into a third one. Well, I play yeah, a mean cowbell. <laughs> Just saying. Okay, well, hey. You know, all, all, all opportunities are going to be on the table for that. <laughs> they, they, we were supposed to do that thing, you know, we're like, yeah, we'll just we'll just pop this out, you know, with a hand drum and an acoustic guitar. You know, we have this idea, and, of course, we can't do anything like that. So it's, it's taken, like anything we do, we get started. We get started at uh, making Dukes a Hazard, and we end up doing Gone with the Wind. <laughs> <laughs> and But that's, so, that's, that's our... Uh, uh, you know, what, what this, this thing has been, that show has been, a uh, is turned into this. Well, you know, we ran through all the material we know. We did all the original <laughs> material. We did all the bands. We got, you know, all the lost dog stuff, all the, all the straw men, you know, I, we, we just didn't do vector songs, but uh, so then we ended up doing, I think it's like 500 covers because we, we do, you know, we prepare a whole hour like the day of, and we're in there doing an hour's worth of all new covers every week. So it's just, it's been an insane, uh, almost like a, a graduate program for us guys that have been around forever making original music. Like, like if we went into a college program and somebody said, you know, you want to inspire your songwriting, you know, go play an hour's worth of new songs written by classic songwriters, you know, for 60 weeks in a row <laughs> and see how you feel, you know? So, so Mike and I are, 
really, really inspired now at this point. We're really excited to get in and, you know, and Mark too, and, and get in and, uh, and, and do, you know, reinvigorate new material. I mean, we have maybe 50 songs in the demo pile. So. Oh, nice. So that was, yeah, we, we're slow in getting things done, you know, but we have a foundry, so we don't have anybody pushing us to get a deadline done, maybe except Steve Griffith, who yeah. is a, a, a very good taskmaster and, and, uh, but you know, it's interesting because that was kind of everything we were doing. I'm busy with a few other things and out of nowhere comes the Spectre program, you know, and now it's like this thing that it's just crazy how much work got done. Um, yes. you know, you, you give, you give a bunch of stuff to do to busy people and they tend to get it all done, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, Mike has, I, I was a bit surprised. Mike has such a knowledge of music and especially like old stuff. I mean, like mm -hmm. I follow him on Facebook and he's talking Very about, old. well, <laughs> I was trying to avoid that, but we all are right. I mean, it's all. Yes. Mike's great. got an amazing memory for music. He does. Yes. And yeah, yeah. Mike, Mike just told a story. You got to watch the show tonight, but Mike just told a story, um, you know, just casually talking about when he was three years old, uh, he was supposed to sing in church. And then he froze up and didn't sing. And they, they, uh, his mother had told him that, uh, that, you know, if, if you'll do this, we'll, we'll buy the, how much is that doggy in the window record that you want so much? You know, <laughs> he, he was three years old and they were trying to bribe him with, uh, with, a, with, with buying this record he was obsessed with, you know, like this guy, you know, he's, he's, he's the real deal, man. He's a, he's a true gem he really of, is. Uh, of, of an American music story you know it's great well yeah, mike, mike and i have known each other probably since we were around 10 or 11 years old no way i didn't wow. know that yeah we're oh. only and we're only i think we're only we're a year apart i think is he the 12th of october bruce sure. oh we lost bruce well he's trying to use an iphone um <laughs> Yeah, we're, <laughs> there he is. We, yeah, just, we've known each other that long. We were raised. We were raised in the same uh, Assemblies of God church. So my my mom and occasionally my dad went, but mostly my mom and my sister and I went to the same church as his family. And so it was one of those, you know. And then we get together, and the and the the adults would play Rook. Yeah, you remember that card game? Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, Mike and I were in a band together back when we were, you know, 11, 12 years old. I, I had no idea. Guitar. Yeah, what what was the name of the band? Christian, first Christian band. Honestly, I don't remember. It was just me, Mike, and uh, a, a keyboard player. Um, Some guy named Charlie? <laughs> no, <laughs> no a guy that worked, guy worked at the church. But um, was Mike in the was Mike in the Steve Griffith band that was did that become the Scratch band? No, no. no. The Scratch band came, was a whole thing had nothing to do with me when he oh, had, okay. you weren't after you moved that, okay. to warehouse. So on Coronasphere, uh, two things that I took away from it recently is uh, uh, Mike told a story about Mylon. Bruce and uh, that thing had me rolling on the floor when he was doing his Mylon impression and talking about oh, 
Yeah, I was jammed with Mick Jagger. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I was trying to tell Aaron about it, and it was so oh, funny. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, man. No, I know. I got to go it back just, and find that one. You know, I mean, the great thing about the Chronosphere thing is that I truly am, am just this fan of Mike's, and, and we, I, I just am amazed that I never tire of, of being there. You know, I, I can be the instigator and the catalyst guy serving up you know, Mike's Mike's program, but, but he's just, I'm just constantly fascinated by him and I love talking to him, you know? Yeah. So it's truly, uh, it's, it's when, when you see it, it's really, it's really authentic, man. I'm just, I'm, I'm sitting there, just got a smile on my face all the time, just encountering the guy. Right. And then the, what a, a, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna, I was gonna say the other uh, story that I took away from it. And I love this story is Steve, your story about the beach boys that you told on Corona sphere. Oh, when I drove limousine. Yeah. And you yeah, told him that the, the concert wasn't mixed right or something like that. Well, yeah. After, after the concert, I, I, I can't remember which band members it was. I don't think it was Brian. I don't think he was there. You know, they split the band up between, I think three or four cars. So I might've had two of them in mind. But I, you know, I, you know, I've been, I was really involved with, at the time, of course, exit records and engineering. And I had done live mixing as well before all of that. So I was familiar with the process. Had you, had you become opinionated at that time, by that time? (laughs) I think I came out opinionated. Um, (laughs) But... So I was just, yeah, I was telling, you know, you guys are, man, your main thing is vocals. And I, you know, I was, I was telling them their mix just wasn't that great, you know, <laughs> and they needed, uh, they needed some help. I, I mean, they appreciated the information. They didn't like dismiss it, but yeah, I was, I was pretty brazen about my opinion about the Beach Boys, whoever was front of house, was not doing a good job. As far as and, they're, and they're going, and they're going. So, how long you been driving this thing? Or do you use like a lemon scent in here? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yes. So that yeah, that was a fun experience. Well, you and, know, you I, know I, oh, I I wanted to tell you guys, man, that I mean, the the thing that's really great about doing all this is. is I think Steve and I were talking about the other day is that just doing it, just to be able to do stuff with, with these rich minds and experienced humans, you know, I mean, these are, these are not, we're we're not doing the same thing we used to do. You know I mean? I, either with Mike or these guys or anything, it's just, it's just, we're just getting to spend time with these, these great, great people. And it's, it's worth every minute of it just to do that. You know, I, I really don't have much consciousness of what we're putting out there or what the business is on it or anything. Cause I'm just having a great time, you know, having a barbecue with my friends all the time. And that's, that's, that's satisfying me, you know, you know, that was, and, and the fact that we do some good work is, is, you know, bonus. That's the thing that I've been in radio for 17 years and uh, before I got out of it and it wasn't fun for me anymore. It became too corporate and too structured, and it just wasn't fun for me anymore, and I just left it behind. And But uh, it, just like I'm sure music is with you guys, there's always a piece of it that, like, pushing at you. Come on, let's do something else. And, you know, technology has brought us 
these podcasts and I'm so I'm able to do it without constrictions and I, I enjoy it again. And I don't do it for money. I just do it for the love of it. And I get mm-hmm. to meet and talk to people every week now. And it's really cool. The The Beach Boys story, though, it gave me a little insight on Steve that I, I didn't know is that you, maybe I'm wrong, but you're a bit of perfectionist when it comes to the sound of the album. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, I've always been a perfectionist. I, I labored over, you know, when I was deeply involved in production and mixing, mostly on the two records that I had my hand in the, the heaviest would have been Simple Experience and Temptation. Okay. Um, Mannequin and Please Stand By were, you know, I made suggestions, I made requests, but there was a producer and there was a recording engineer and there was a mixing engineer and so we were we were considered the the kids who really didn't know anything at the time at least not Gosh, imagine that imagine anyone would have thought of us as kids at any time <laughs> 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 they thought of me as a kid you, you guys are experienced men now stop me if i'm wrong because i'm gonna flash back to 1980 something and warehouse ministries bruce yeah. you you played uh, during the police stand stand by era, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. No. I, yeah. I, I I was instrumental. Now that goes back on that Steve and Jimmy would get together thing. But we police stand by was a was a complete collaborative effort, writing oh, yeah. and playing. And yeah, we were totally in together. I'm gonna um, fanboy yeah, out for just. I'm gonna fanboy out for just a second. I have a picture in my garage somewhere in all my storage of you know, history of me standing with you with this long hair dripping down in front. And you were about 18 years old. I'm going to guess. Where was that? Warehouse ministries. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And I got a picture with Jimmy as well. I I got a, I, I, I was discovered by Steve and Charlie the same day at a music store. And then I think it was within a week. I was, at the auditorium playing the Easter show with Charlie. Wow. And then I went on and, 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 you know, played with all those guys. I was the, I was the, the next guy, you know, I was the B train as, as, as you might <laughs> Aaron's the A train. So I, you're the B train. All, yeah. I took all the gigs. Aaron, Aaron didn't want to do, you know, or couldn't. Gotcha. But, uh, no, it's, it was, yeah, it was, a, it was a great, it was a great hang. I was definitely the kid among these guys for sure. They, I want to they, talk. They all ab- seemed like they all seemed like they were forty when I was fifteen. I don't know, but, but they <laughs> but they were like they were half my age right now when I was talking to them. You know. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's crazy. The uh, I wanted to get on the subject, and Aaron, I see your eyes. If you feel you you want to jump in, jump in. But I want to get on the uh, the song uh, "Flesh and Bone" because when I saw the video for Rooftops, I went, "Wow, that that is just great." Oh, it's so awesome. And I, I went down to Skip's Music and I was talking to my friends down there. I was like, you got to hear, you got to hear Vector. Check this out. Um, and then you put the Flesh and Bone video out. And I'm going to tell you, I probably watched it with my, my mouth agape because it just, man, it spoke to me from that time. From that time. And I'm going to tell you, I listened to that song over and over and over again because... Uh, and this is one of the things I like about Vector is uh, 
I call it intellectual rock because you got the message, you got something deep going on in, in flesh and bone, but at the same time, it's this great music that, well, if you're not really listening to the lyrics, you're still rocking out to it. But mm-hmm. there's a message I wanted you guys to talk about that's going on in there, and I wanted to find out where you came up with all that and what inspired you on that. Who do you want to, you want me to go first? Whoever would like to jump in first. Yeah, I... You know, the the idea of it, of course, came from just current events, for sure, over the last year and a half. Um, this song is deeper than that. The, the inspiration, the current inspiration, would have come from what we were observing was happening, you know, around the world to people and and the control that was being put on people, certain determinations and restrictions. And, and, uh, it was really unprecedented. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm old enough to know a lot of history of our country and the world. And this is something like this had never happened in our country before. And of course, I don't want to go down that road, but I, you know, in terms of the details of, of COVID and all that, but, Certainly that was a big part of it. And then all the things that sort of rose out of, you know, like last year, there were so many events. It wasn't just COVID, you know, it was. Well, yeah, 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 Steve, you know, because that initial thing kind of was derived off another track. It was kind of this thing we were creating. And, and I remember it was, you know, it had this kind of rally, rally cry thing that was the chorus feel. And we were talking, we were thinking about loneliness and, and, and depression in people. Yeah. And we were talking about, you know, if, you know, if only all the people would just, you know, would care, you know, and, uh, and that was pre COVID because then the COVID right, thing. Right. Did. And right. then all of a sudden we went, Whoa, man, you know, we were like, we, we kind of felt like we had this, you know, we had this idea that was, was, you know, we were, we were, like, uh, it's a word, like it was a rally cry for something, but we weren't sure what it was. And then all of a sudden COVID comes and it's like, oh, that's what it's for. You know, it wow. was like, yeah, because yeah, initially I, my first, my first inclination lyrically is I wanted to talk about how people think that social media is a way of connecting, but they've proven that it's really a, a way of separating people more and more people feel isolated and then they live for the likes and they, they, they look at other people's lives through Facebook, which are not necessarily real and then measure that against their own experience and then get depressed because they don't have that kind of life. So that was kind of the, one of the original ideas before it was really flushed out as a song. Um, but then all the events of 2020, of course, gave us lots of ammunition from all different viewpoints, from all different groups of people, a lot more than just social media. So it became bigger, a bigger statement about, yeah, and then I, names, I think- you know, that were listed. My wife said, oh, yeah. you know, you need to, I think it'd be a good idea to have like names of people that have st- st- stood up in history and and made a statement and stuck to that statement 
regardless of how popular it was or how much they were slammed for having that opinion, and they still held the opinion. So that's what the names represent are those kinds of people. Yeah, I picked that up from the video, and and I I felt it was so powerful when you put, uh, a, I'm sorry, Peter at the end, right? It was Peter. No, Paul, Paul. Paul. Paul the Apostle. Apostle. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, um, yeah uh, because you get to the end, and uh, I didn't catch it before, and like I said, I've watched that video several times. I didn't catch it before that Moses was in there, but when you get to the end and Paul the Apostle, I, I was like, man, it sums it all up so powerful. That video really is, if it didn't speak to anyone, it spoke to me and uh, touched me. That's what, that's what it's all about. If we can speak to, I think if we can really make a, a statement to one person through our music, I think that's, that's great. And everybody's going to see it, that video, and hear those lyrics and that music and come up with something that means something to them too. That's been our experience, I think, throughout our, the history of Vector. Um, we want to play Flesh and Bone. We got Jimmy back, hey, and that's good. You guys, I just got warned I got 5%, so I'll see you later. Hey, Jimmy, thank you for coming on. All right, Jim. My pleasure. I'll do it again anytime. Oh, awesome. Love Great. Love you, brother. Love you, brother. Love nice cat. I love it. Good work. Good work. Thank Say you, hi. Jimmy. Hey. Hey, guys. How's it going? How are you guys doing? Great. <laughs> it's, it's a busy day around here, I guess. It is a busy day. But my computer's about to die, so I'm going to just shut it off. Jimmy, okay. let's get you back one day and talk about uh, Perfect Foil and, and your art house and your we'll website. Do whole, we'll do a whole show. Awesome. Feel free. Awesome. Call me anytime. I look forward to that. I'll email you. Please do. Yes. All Please right. do. Love Absolutely. Love, Love you. Enjoyed. Thank you. Enjoyed. Bye. Bye. See ya. All right. So now it's Jimmy the Pug. Jimmy the Pug. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. The, I want to play Flesh and Bone. And, flesh and Bone. I'm horrible yes. with names, guys. I'm really sorry. I, names just go. So Flesh and Bone, correct? Yes. I was calling it Voices. So forgive me if I call it Voices. But um, let's play Flesh and Bone. It's such a powerful song. Listen to the words. Watch the video. It's going to say something to you. And uh, this is new from Vector, and the album's vital. This is Flesh and Bone on Rock Salt Musecast Experience. This is Keegan from Dead Sin, and you're listening to Rock Salt Radio. Rock Salt, Day Peril, Aaron Zown. Hey, Aaron, where can people contact us? On our email at rocksaltradio at gmail.com. Rocksaltradio at gmail.com. Rock Salt Musecast Experience with Aaron and Dave and True Lyric on the on the Zoom call. What's up, True? Hello, hello. Live from uh from Valley Ho, right? Santa Rosa or where are you at? Sonoma County. Um yeah, I grew up in Santa Rosa. Um, okay, I thought you were in Vallejo. No, just the, I, I always say Bay Area because um, yeah, that makes it easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's where it's a lot cooler than it is in Sacramento. Oh today. man, it's supposed to be like 112 here today. Did you hear about that? Oh, I, yeah, I think it's supposed to be 100 here today. So. That's insane, especially for Bay Area. Bay Area doesn't get to that ever. Yeah. So yeah. you guys are you guys are sweating down there. 
Um, so now the new album, uh, you got, man, it, it took me back to high school. I'm, I'm 50 this month. I'm 50 years old this month. And, and listening to your new album just took me back to high school. Cause it, it, it's, I don't know. It just spoke to me. It was like everything that I felt and went through in high school. And, uh, you're probably half my age true, but, um, man, you nailed it on this one. So, um, some of the, you know, we, we talked about black kids on emo and, uh, beat up the new kid, but step one and memories, you wrap up the album with those. I mean, what, what's memories about? Tell me all about that. Yeah. So, um, memories was kind of, so I guess I'll, I'll give like a little nugget of what my plan is. Um, so Black Kids Like Emo is meant to be a series. Um, so this was part one, which is my freshman year. Um, and then I plan on releasing Black Kids Like Emo two next year and then three the year after. Um, so there would be four in total, which would be freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. Um, so I wanted to wrap up memories as the last one. It's kind of like um, leaving your freshman year in high school. Um where you have a lot of takeaways, a lot of things you feel like you need to learn. Um, but then you have that summer to kind of like readjust and work on things and you can kind of come back next school year and like reinvent yourself. Um, but there's also like for me leaving as a freshman, um, I left the school that I was at and I went to a new school. So there was like bittersweet moments of, you know, saying goodbye to some friends that you may not see again, um, or, you know, some friends that'll stick around, but you won't see for a while. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to kind of capture that feeling of seasons changing, um, and, and the bittersweet element of life and how it works that way. Sweet. I didn't know that it was going to be, uh, like a, like a chapter type of thing. I'm looking forward to the rest of it now. Yeah, yeah, I haven't, uh, this, you're hearing it first here, I haven't uh, made it public anywhere else yet, but um, yeah, it was, as we were working on it, I was like, this would be so cool if it's a reoccurring series, so even some of the, like, characters you hear, like, you hear a science teacher in there, and a principal, um, so those are, like, characters that'll come back every chapter of the story, um, so you kind of get to follow everything all, all the way through. Wow, that's, that's really cool. That's clever. I, I, I didn't pick up on that. I, I definitely picked up on that. It was a high school thing when you listen mm-hmm. to the album beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I love that. Now I'm looking forward to sophomore year. <laughs> so are you just going to call them like one, two, three, and four? Are you going to call them like freshman, sophomore, junior? Yeah, I'm not sure yet. Um, cause I definitely want people to know what I'm getting at. Um, I don't want people to think that I'm just like, you know, like recreating the same songs over and over again. Um, but yeah, I might call it a uh, sophomore, junior, senior. Um, yeah. Cause I, I want people to, to look forward to the next chapter of the story and realizing that it's a continuation each time. So. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the next chapter. So now that uh, COVID is, I don't know, some of the restrictions have been lifted. Mm-hmm. You guys got uh, any plans for tours or dates or anything like that going on? Yeah, we're, um, 
it, it's funny how, how God works. Cause, um, so we were touring up until the shelter in place. Um, we were actually very unaware of how serious it was because we were on tour. Um, so we were in, we were playing shows in Arizona and New Mexico and we were having a great time. It was like, this is our year. Everything is so great. Um, and then we were headed back from New Mexico and we started getting like alerts on our phones. Like this might be a little more serious. Um, and by the time we got back to California, the stores were like empty. People were like in a panic and right. we were like, you know, fresh off tours. We're like, what's happening? <laughs> so we got home the day the shelter in place started. Um, and I didn't see my band for months. So, um, we kind of shifted gears. I was like, okay, well, we can't tour, which is unfortunate because I spent my entire career like building up to touring. Um, so we just focused on music and we're like, you know, what kind of music can we create right now? Um, so I kind of had to like let go of, of the dream of touring. Um, or it felt like I had to let go of the dream of touring and I was like, I'm just going to create music. Um, now that things have opened back up, we're you know starting to get reached out to again. Um, so we just booked a couple of shows, um, all within California. But um, we're definitely we've got our eyes set on on hitting the road again because nothing beats that. <laughs> so. Yeah, you, you got a great live uh, performance, not just because of what you do on stage. Uh, I mentioned this to Aaron a few times. When, when we met you, you, you give off this real positive vibe. There's certain people that you meet that uh, just uh, immediately you get this real positive vibe off of people. You're one of those persons that uh, uh, it's, a, it's a love, peace, and positive vibe that comes off of you. So it, it, trans, it transcends in the show. Yeah, I, um, that's... That's kind of what we wanted to to build the show around. Um, we spent a lot of time like crafting it because it's like you know we play for like youth groups, we've done festivals, um, but we also do we've done you know bars and all kinds of things. Um, and so basically, our bottom line was like we want to bring light to a dark place, and we want people to you know after we get off stage, we want people to feel uplifted and to walk away with something tangible. Um, so I'm, I'm always super happy to hear that because if nothing else, I want people to feel uplifted when they leave the show. You got a show in August, right? I just saw it. You posted it on Instagram, I do believe. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah on the 13th. Yeah. So where's that at? Uh, that's in Runner Park at um, Somo Village. We're super excited. That's our first, our first show uh, post COVID. So yeah, did you say Soma Village? Yeah, it's called Somo Village. It's a outdoor uh, venue. Um, it's they they do all kinds of concerts. So Is that down in uh, San Francisco? No, no. no uh, Runner Park. Runner Park. It's Where's that more. at? Um, about 45 minutes north of San Francisco. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. I, I know I had heard the name. I didn't know where, where it was. Now, are you planning more shows this uh, fall and winter? Yeah, I think um, I, we're right now trying to decide if it's something we should connect the dots to make a tour or if it's something we should just go out and do some individual shows. 
Um, but we definitely have plans to, to get back out there for sure. Cool. Yeah. I remember, uh, you had that tour in April and, uh, 20, 2020 and, mm-hmm. uh, I was following you and the dates and all that. I was wondering if you're going to get closer to where we are in Sacramento, but I uh, saw some dates in Arizona and all that. And I was like, I wonder if you got that tour off and, and I'm glad you got in front of people. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, um, I always refer to that tour as like life changing because um, we, it was a huge leap of faith. We booked a couple of shows and um, we had no idea how we were going to get there, where we were going to stay. We didn't have, it, it wasn't like a huge budget. So um, we couldn't really even afford like hotel rooms. And it's like the crew is, is big. You know, we've got the full band. Um, so we didn't know how we were going to pull it off. But, uh, about a week or two before we left, um, we ended up getting blessed with an RV um, for the, the crew. So we hit the road and um, met a ton of amazing people on tour and, and just had a lot of fun playing these shows. How many in the band? Uh, full band would be so me, um, drums, guitar, bass, and trumpet. Five of us. Five. All right. Yeah, that's right. I I remember now. You had a trumpet player uh, yeah, when man. we saw you at Joshua Fest. I was like, "What is up?" He's a, a rapper yeah. with a trumpet player. What's going on here? Right. <laughs> it's kind of our like uh, ace in the hole. It's, um, it's unique, um, and we definitely enjoy adding like a unique element. Um, but yeah, I love I love adding trumpet because he can be heard from so far away so people hear like rap vocals and then they hear trumpet and it kind of like draws people in right uh, yeah well. yeah and i i if i remember right you had kind of a i don't know i don't know if you had it on an album but when we saw you you had kind of a ska song going on there something like that yeah yeah we we have a lot um that's basically what we're doing right now is um yeah. we're kind of like genre hopping yeah. Um, because we enjoy so many different types of styles. Um, and yeah, we've done like funk, ska, rock, classic hip hop, you name it. That's cool. Well, if you go see True Lyric, it's a rap, ska, rock, rock show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, um, True, where can, uh, where can people hook up with you? Yeah, um, my Facebook page, um, which is True Lyric Music, that's uh, true with no E. Um, and then on Instagram, um, everything's updated on there. That's uh, True Lyric Official. So those are probably the, the top two to keep up with us. And, uh, of course, on Spotify, which is where you can find us and True Lyric's uh, new album. How about Black kids. Black, like you, like, like I want. I was waiting for somebody to jump in with it, but <laughs> <laughs> come on, guys! Uh, yeah, black, on Spotify, Apple Music, all that good stuff. Yeah, black kids like emo. I dig the new album, and, and thanks for coming on the show, True. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to sophomore year. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely am. Is it already written? Uh, some of it is written. Okay. So, um, we're uh, yeah. Previous projects, I, there would be like three years in between them. And going into this one, I was like, that's something I never want to do again. 
Um, so, yeah, we're already started on that next chapter. All right, cool. Right on, True. We're going to get you on again. Uh, we got some other ideas for uh, another show that we want to bring you in on. So we're going to get Great. you on again uh, soon, if, if, if that's cool with you. Great. Yeah, I love it. We'll right on. Well, more from True Lyric. What are we going to do here, Aaron? Oh, my personal favorite, Friday Nights. Friday Nights on the Rock Salt Musecast Experience. This is Ralph from Reborn, and you're listening to a Rock Salt Musecast Experience with Aaron and Dave. Rock Salt Musecast Experience with Aaron and Dave, and uh, on the Zoom call, it's uh, Caleb from Stonewall Static. There's the studio audience. How are y'all doing? Hey. What's up, Caleb? Good yeah. to see you. I didn't get to see you last time you were on the show because we, we hadn't had the Zoom set up yet, and we were just doing a phone call. So it's good to see you. It's good to see y'all. Now you can uh, now you can have your viewers plummet when they see my face and they go, "What are those caterpillars?" Oh no! They, see, they, oh, no. they uh, they watch us. Yeah. Well, no, they don't watch us. We only. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's okay, you know. Uh, yeah. So it, we're getting a break in the weather today. It's only like gonna be 95 is it uh what's the weather like there is it hot too hot hot and humid and now yeah. remind us where you are caleb san antonio texas so, hot and humid hot and humid <laughs> very much so. i know it slaps you in the face when you walk out the door it's no, like oh hey it's a, humid out here i could take a glass and i could scoop it through the air and i would have a cup of water <laughs> That's well, oh, that's really good. It's nice to know you always be hydrated. Oh yeah, always. I might drown though if I'm just going on a leisurely stroll. Right. That's right. the issue. Well, <laughs> you just got back from Chains Unchained, right? Sure did. How was that? It was incredible, honestly. There's um, you go to a lot of festivals, but there's something about Chains Unchained that there's an atmosphere that isn't quite like any other one that you go to. It's a very, very loving and inviting atmosphere in a, in a way that you don't see a lot of the time. Like you, you run into festivals and events that have very inviting atmospheres, but there's something about chains unchained that when you walk in the door, the moment you're in there, it's like your family nice. and all bets are off. And you're doors open walls down your family so it's 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 a really cool dynamic there nice nice was this your first time there yeah it sure was this is our uh, first time playing in missouri even so that was a that was a privilege well how long has the band been around now we've been around for about three years now okay and you're if you're if, if i remember correctly you're 19 20 now. You're 20 now. Well, happy yeah. birthday. I'm 50 now. So, <laughs> and Aaron's 52. So, yeah. anyhow, um, so you started this when you were 16, and yep. you, now you're playing Missouri. And uh, have you guys been playing shows? I mean, I know COVID kind of ruined everything, but have you guys been playing shows? Is that Texas is open? Yeah, Texas is definitely open. Uh, we have been playing shows, but uh, hilariously we play more out of town shows than we do in town shows yeah like I, i'm pretty sure we have played more shows in houston this year alone than we have san antonio as a whole 
Don't you find that kind of odd? I always found that odd. That it's really weird. Yeah, some bands like now, like Tesla, uh, is from Sacramento. I don't know if yeah. you know the band Tesla, but they're from Sacramento, and uh, they are huge here. Everybody yeah. loves Tesla here. They're hometown boys. However, there's other bands like say I don't know. Um, oh, uh, Deftones, which they're from Sacramento, and yeah, they have a huge following here, but. They're huge everywhere, and they're much bigger outside of Sacramento than they are here. It's just kind of a welcome home when they're here. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, Tesla, I actually got to see Tesla a while back. They were opening for um, Def Leppard and REO Speedwagon. Yeah, good show. So, yeah, that was, a, that was definitely a good show. Uh, but, yeah, no, it's, it's funny. You get some bands that it's like their hometown – is the place they come back to and on their tour, they have to book three more hometown shows in a row just to be able to make sure every fan gets in. But then there are some bands where it's like, yeah, their hometown crowd is strong, but you know, they won't get as many people to show at their hometown as they would, you know, halfway across the country. It's just, it's weird how that right place, right time thing kind of, hits for certain bands to where it's like oh you'll get more people if you show up here than you would here right uh, it really is odd so you're creating a nice following in houston though yeah it's starting to which is really cool something i definitely didn't expect because we played houston the first time in april of this year so it, it it hasn't been that long but you know we're showing up to houston and we're seeing a lot of familiar faces when we show up there now. So it's, it's, it's just really nice to see that, that people when they hear about us are like, Hey, you know, these guys are worth coming back to see. So it's cool. It's got to feel pretty good when you see the, the, the familiar face, the person that's returning over and over, it's got to feel pretty good, right? Oh, it, it, it feels great. What the good feeling about it is that, the goal that you set out to do, which was be able to give people for me, us, especially give people a really good time and just kind of a break from life that we did a good enough job, apparently to where somebody was like, Hey, I want to go do that again. Right. So it, it, it feels like you've accomplished your mission and you've brought more people into the kind of family that you're trying to build of a base. And are they following you enough that they're singing the songs down in the front row and all that you see and all that? It's yeah, it's starting to happen. It's, it's really real. Um, I can, I'm having moments where any hometown show we play, um, some shows in Houston, I can just back off the mic for a while and I can just listen and, and I'll have the crowd singing our songs for me. It's, it's, it's super, the word is definitely the word for it is humbling. Yeah, that's nice. That's got to be a good feeling. You know, two things spring to mind here. One is uh, um, Billy Joel. He says he keeps this big book of all his music right on his piano. So he said he doesn't really need it, but it's a security blanket and makes him feel good that it's there. So if he ever forgets the words to a song, it's right in front of him. Uh, but he said, the crowd knows my songs enough that if I don't know the words they just sing it for me but i was also at a, a show and you probably don't know this band naked eyes they're an old 80s new wave band 
And, of course, these guys are, like, probably 60 now, something like that. So they can't hit the high notes like they used to. And they had one big song. And they played that song, and this guy could not sing the high notes, and it sounded horrible. And I felt bad for him. And um, But the crowd knew the song, and they were all singing it. And I was like, dude, all you got to do is just put the mic to the crowd. Don't sing it. Yeah. Just put the mic to the crowd because they sang it, and they were all having fun, and they didn't care. These The, the people in the crowd still didn't care that he couldn't hit the notes because they were just having fun. Oh, yeah. No, and you get, you get a lot of guys, especially if you uh, – those who are who are familiar with uh, a lot of metalcore genre music, you get a lot of singers in that genre that go into the studio and get these great recordings of them busting out these high notes. But then when they go to do it live, they're moving around so much on the stage that they're winded and they can't sing these notes. So they just that when they get to a part where they're having to sing that high note, they'll just shove the shove right. the microphone at the crowd because let the crowd know, do it. Yeah, I'll do the exactly. job for you. Yeah, yeah. The, the both the bands I saw that night were complaining that it was uh, hot and dry, and that's why their voices were were not performing the way they normally do. One of the bands I buy that from, because I've seen them before, and they've been great, and he didn't sound that great that night, and he said, I'm sorry, it's just really hot and dry here. But the other band, I was like, uh, I don't buy it. I just don't think you're... you're voice is there anymore and that's okay we get older it changes but yeah um you know let let the crowd do the work for you oh, who's yeah, in the who's sure. in the band with you again I- yeah so our drummer is uh my brother josh he's uh he's super cool sometimes and then um sometimes <laughs> not all the time <laughs> and he's uh, a drummer He's just, he's, he's one of those guys, you know, you'll, he'll be drumming. And if a photographer comes up to him, you know, he'll make that whole drummer face, you know, so, you know, nothing special. No, I'm just kidding. Josh is great. Um, and then on guitars, uh, Daniel Hopper, he's a, uh, long time, uh, long time friend of ours who, uh, we actually met at our church a long time ago. I was like 13 and we started, we started jamming when we found our, uh, mutual interest for music so we've been uh we've been playing music together not as stonewall static for since since we were like kids nice are you guys similar in age he sounds like he's older yeah um so i'm i'm 20 daniel's 21 josh is 22 so oh, okay. it's just kind of this staircase right right well, older brother now who's playing yeah. the who's playing the bass on uh, the new song that'd be myself is that you? Good yep. baseline. I was listening to it on the. Everything sounds better on the headphones, you know. And yep. uh, I was like, I'm digging the baseline. Yeah, good Thank job. Thank you. Good job. I actually I had that baseline since, believe it or not, I came up with that baseline when I was 13. Just and hanging I, around. I had, it just hung around in the back of my mind forever, and I could not figure out how I wanted to put it in a song. It went through like four different songs before it ended up in Get This Kid a Metal, and it, it ended up working great for it. And I was like, okay, let's, let's go with it. Finally give this one some light. You know, I, I want to talk about Get This Kid in Metal in the next break because um, – I was listening to the lyrics a little. Typically, when I when Aaron sends me all the stuff, I listen to it in my office as I'm doing other things, so I don't pay real attention to the lyrics and stuff. And then this morning, I started really listening to it and 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 paying attention to the lyrics. 
And uh, you get a little deep there, and I want to talk more about that in the next break. So I'm kind of pushing that off to the next break. So we'll wrap up the last couple of minutes here with other stuff. But uh, I, I got a complaint. I got a Ooh. complaint, Ooh. which is uh, um, uh, I, I call the song Glow Sticks. I do this to everybody, by the way. I did it to Vector when they were on. I was changing the name of their songs, too. It's Light light on You. or Light of You. Light of You. Okay. Uh, that that song has a a afterlife of at least twenty four hours because that is an earworm that sticks in my head and <laughs> the next morning I wake up going glow sticks glow sticks <laughs> I was actually even uh, I think it was uh, I was I was telling Jackie saving Jackie the same thing and they were like yeah I know what you mean man. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's no. not a bad song. It just sticks in your head, man, which is, I guess, what you really want, though, right? Yeah, it's a uh, I think there's a uh, there's a line between um, between a song that gets stuck in your head and a song that's annoying that gets stuck in your head. And I, <laughs> I will be honest, I think I think any song gets annoying when stuck in your head for longer than 30 minutes. No, my, my thing is handle it. My thing is like uh, a caffeine is another one. Now, see, I didn't know the name of that song. Uh, Caffeine is another one that I wake up with that song stuck in my head and I just go curse you, Caleb. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, yeah. Aaron, you have anything? You know, it's awful though. Well, when we're going through and editing, hang on, Caleb. We're having a hang on one videos. Hang on one second, Caleb, because uh, oh, there it goes. The computer froze up, and and we weren't catching everything you were saying. Oh, we lost him. Yeah, um, you there? Can you can you hear me now? Yeah, can you hear us? Yeah, I can. All right, cool. We've caught up now. So okay, as you cool. were saying. As I was saying, the awful thing is we we edit all of our own. We mix, master, and make our own music videos all in-house, right? So I do a lot of the editing on the music video side of things. So I have to re-listen to a whole song over and over and over again. And you wouldn't think it, but getting your own song stuck in your head can be the most obnoxious (laughs) thing in the world. Like when we were editing the light of you music video, that one took, that one was a three month edit. I got done with that. And I was just like, I want to, I want to rip my ears off. I don't want to hear this song ever again. (laughs) And then you got to get on stage and play it. Oh, we froze up again. That's different. It feels comfortable playing it. Does it really? Am I back? Yeah, you're back. Yeah. It gets, you feel comfortable you feel great playing it but just going and joy listening to it it's just like i've heard this song like 120 times in like 12 hours i can't do this anymore hey that brings me to a story the first time i met toby mckeon and michael tate of dc talk um they were outside their their bus listen you know uh michael had some headphones on listening to some music he was listening to the the new uh new edition um cd and i asked him i said why don't you listen to your your own stuff and they go we just we play it every night yeah we we yep. can't we just can't stand listen to it and also uh toby said he's such a perfectionist that he would oh we need to change this we need to change this and you know he's just like i just had for my own insanity just leave it alone just 
yeah. you know, not not, not want to change everything with the song. Uh, it is what it is. We record it. It's out there. That's it. See, and yeah. for me, this show right here, I'll listen to it over and over because I love the sound of my own voice. So, <laughs> well, I mean, you, you both have great voices. Uh, it's, it's like oh, I, this okay. pristine radio. Is <laughs> I, I'm wonderful. I, I'm getting better. Listen I, to this I, kid try to butter us up, yeah. Aaron. <laughs> I, he complains because I don't listen because I don't want to hear my own voice uh, on the show. It's getting a little bit better uh, as we go I, along. I did radio for 17 years, so I'm just used to hearing my own voice. And so I listen to it in a different way, which is what you were just mentioning where I start to critique it and I go, I need to stop doing that or do this or man, I should have thrown a joke in there, you know, something like that. So yeah, that's the way I listen to it. But, uh, you know, you were mentioning a song that you just can't stand to hear again. Bohemian Rhapsody for me from Queen. Oh, really? I love the song. It's a great song. I'm a huge Queen fan since I was a little kid, but I spent a lot of time working in classic rock radio and I'm okay if I never hear Bohemian Rhapsody ever again in my life. Yep. I've been there. So Well, and I mean, the songs had this weird resurgence as of the past year or so. And it's 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 strange how that works, but it it's getting really saturated everywhere. That and a couple of other songs. And you get these great classics, but you're like when am I going to burn out on these again? They're in their second life cycle. When am I, when am I going to burn out on them again? And you kind of don't want to see that happen, but it does. Oh, I, you know, I could go on for hours talking to you about how they program these songs and consultants and, and curse them too. Um, because yeah, you're getting the same box of 10, 20 records over and over and over again and there's so much more out there and that's one of the reasons us shameless selfless plug here aaron that's one of the reasons that we decided to do this show was i said i wanted to focus on bands that aren't getting played over and over and over again uh because that's where the nuggets are that's where the nuggets gold are oh, it really yeah. is well, well i mean you got you get everybody as, as rudimentary as this is, everybody starts small. There's nobody who just starts at the top. So how are you going to get, how are you going to get the next quote, the next big thing? If you're not sifting through the people at the bottom, sometimes it may be a lot of sifting, but it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a necessary, necessary thing. And, and people like y'all really make all that stuff happen. So it's really nice. Well, we try. And I, you know, I know there's other people out there doing what we're doing as well. And, and, uh, that's, that's great. And I, I see this re like you said, a resurgence, but uh, this isn't really a resurgence. I just see the, the everything kind of going in a different direction here where now I got a mic in my home and you've got a mic in your home. And I, I was looking at your, your Spotify page, and you got the one album out there, but you're throwing singles out there. Boom, boom, boom. And you can do that whenever you feel like. Yep. And, and who needs a record company for that? That's the thing. It's uh, Nowadays, you're definitely seeing the middleman get cut out of things, for, for better or worse. Um, really, what I've found is it's just about adapting as 
the music industry changes. It's not so much, oh, we need to stay with this old formula or, oh, Spotify doesn't give me enough money. Well, it doesn't, you know, right. you, you, you can't change a lot of it. And if, but if, if your business, if your business is designed to where you're adapting to the changes and you're trying to look ahead and see where everything's going, you can navigate it. Okay. Right. Well, you know, being from the old eighties, record company era look the record companies have their place uh they're not i don't even want to call them a necessary evil they're they have their place uh and and they have a lot of things to offer what the record companies did was they got too big for their britches and they started uh short paying their artists and not promoting the artists or you have to put this record out and we'll see about doing the record you want in the next one you know we'll see how the first one does that's what they did with skid row skid row yep. didn't want to be a, a hair band but the record company said you got to be a hair band because that's what's going on right now and we'll see about doing what you really want to do on the next record well the first record did so well uh they put the next record out and that was more of a true skid row record However, it's a great record, by the way, but it's not that big hair, and everybody wanted big hair at that. They knew Skid Row for big hair. Yep. And so it kind of, it just imploded on itself. It didn't work. Yeah. You know, where if they had just put out the record they wanted to put out, uh, maybe it would have failed, but there's a chance that it would have been the next big thing. Who knows? Yeah. And, uh, you know, but... Uh, you're getting money from Spotify. I have gotten a dime. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, it's uh, I'll put it this way: it's a couple of dimes. Okay, but, but I haven't gotten uh, one. It's definitely not a couple of dollars. That's for sure. It's, uh, <laughs> He's rubbing them together, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, like like I'm becoming the guy who who I can either save all that and by like age 80 i might be able to buy like a meal from taco bell <laughs> or i can just take my dimes or i can just take my dimes and i can go throw them in into like a, a fountain at a the wishing mall well or yeah you know uh, yeah. uh hey my song just hit one million listens i can go buy a 69 cent taco <laughs> All right. Yeah, exactly. Well, you, well, you exactly. are starting to see artists, though. I mean, I used to complain about the price of merch, but then I realized I'm no longer having to spend money to buy CDs. So maybe I can afford a little bit more in the merch because that's going to the artist. Yeah. Right. More than what, what listen on Spotify. And, and I do like the resurgence of uh, vinyl that's coming out with different colors and all that. And artists are getting creative of how to, uh, to keep themselves on the road. Not, you know, the artists we're talking about, not, not getting rich, but, uh, you know, how, how can we get money in the gas tank to right. make it to the next town? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's good. So Well, I think that everybody uh, that's doing what we're doing here would really like to do it full time, right? We would all like to make our paycheck off of this. Oh, yeah. um, but at the same time, the beauty of it is, is you get to put out the product you want to put out. We put out the product we want to put out and we're, we're enjoying what we're doing. And yes, we want to make some money at it, but that's not, well, for us, I don't know about you, for you, that's not my driving goal in this. Right. Well, that's the thing. It's like, you can't, lose if you're enjoying what you're doing and you're not there, there's a thing that i have right that we all have in the band and it's it 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 
it's you look to the you look to the future to be like okay yeah here's what here's what i'd like to do here's where you know uh vision wise and everything here's where i want to take the direction but you don't stay there you you look at it as as a here i'm gonna work to get to this next point and then see what happens it's not a there's the peak of the mountain i'm gonna stare at it forever and if i don't make it up there i'm gonna be crushed you know because if you're if you're if you're staring at the top of the mountain forever and it's like that's your one goal you it's it's simple but you make it up the mountain you're like yes i made it up now what right Right. Enjoy exactly. the journey. Enjoy the process. Every next step, every little moment, celebrate it, enjoy it, and just do what you're called to do with passion for it. Right. And see, for me on this, I told Aaron, uh, well, I keep saying, yeah, it'd be great to make some money at this, but uh, it, it gives me a pretty big ego stroke when Aaron comes and tells me, hey, you know, we picked up a, a listener in Singapore. And I was like, you're kidding me. Oh, yeah. Somebody out in Australia listened. I'm like, no way. I never in my dreams thought of it. But at the same time, I get to talk and cool, meet cool people like yourself and Saving Jackie and, and Reborn and, um, you know, Faith Head. Oh, Faith, I love those guys in Faith Head. Have you met those guys, Faith Head? No, we're actually, I haven't gotten to meet them yet, but we're actually playing a show with them uh, in Missouri in October. No, Arkansas, North Arkansas in October. So hopefully I can uh, get to okay. meet those guys finally. I, I'm going to I'm gonna have a homework assignment for you with Faith Head. <laughs> okay. I've okay. got something I want you to do. All right. Um, Aaron, what are we going to play oh, here the, from? The new song. This is a... Uh, yeah, get uh, this kid a medal. Get this kid a medal. All right, just in time for the Tokyo Olympics, right? That's why you released it, correct? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. exactly why. Yep. Oh, okay. oh, what a bore fest! I was watching some of it last night. Oh. I was watching the skateboarding. We were just completely bored. Anyhow, get I just this. Didn't watch. It. Yeah, nobody is. <laughs> uh, get this kid a medal. It's Stonewall Static on uh, Rock Salt Musicast Experience. <laughs> 